It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no. Not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply. Refuse to show vaccine passports. Refuse to wear a mask. Refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will not get out, sell out, be talked out, are pushed out. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. Because I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me because I am a soldier. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I am a soldier. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. I will win. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me, for when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army. I am marching. I am claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier. dream the other night. I didn't understand. A figure walking through the mist, 
with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. We wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep. But tyrants labor endlessly. While your parents were asleep, now your freedom's gone. Your courage is lost. You're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or build a place for one. On land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent. But you don't have a voice in saying how that money's spent. Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate, and your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or of gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and traded in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm so they could padlock churches and steal the family farm and keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail and then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail. Your public servants don't uphold the solemn oath they've sworn. And now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore, and then you send your youth to slaughter, fighting other people's wars. Could you regain the freedoms for which we fought and died, or have you lost your courage and your faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? And people of this republic, it's time to rise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of your land. Preserve your great republic and every God-given right. And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright. to recruit for a militia. God save King George! Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall.
the muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. On behalf of everybody, I want to thank you for coming out tonight for the Outlaws concert. I hope we don't get in trouble for doing some Outlaws tonight. This is a song covered by a great band named Queen, a song called Fat Bottom Girls. But we're going to country fry it up a little bit and do it country style, so feel free to hoot and holler as we play it, all right? Here we go.
and homes. I got stiffness in my bones. Ain't no beauty queens in this locality. Oh, but I still get my pleasure. Still got my greatest treasure. Hey, old Tennessee, you made a bad boy out of me. Fuckers to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I'm making with me, of course, my much better beloved better half. V Lynn. Hello, Patriots. That what's going on? Hmm. Oh, yes. Big fat Fanny. Had her ass Big in the hot seat. Fanny Willis. Woo! Straight up lying on the stand. Woo! At least, in, at least three times we in heard. Regards to the completely contradicting the testimony of two other people. Which she now is fucked. She's so fucked. She's so Dude, you can't do that. 
uh, number one, now she can be held and tried and charged. Because uh, when you fuck up like that in a courtroom and you lie, you get caught, You the judge normally hits you for perjury right there on the spot. He doesn't really give a fuck. See ya. Just perjured yourself. Because now there's going to be a case about that. She's going to get disqualified. I, I don't know what happens to the case at that point. I don't know if it gets thrown out. Um, if she's disqualified, is there another DA that's going to take up the charge? No. I have no idea, but there's got to be another lawyer that says that they will take the court. They will take the case all the way to the presumption of the end, which means they follow it to the end of the facts. But when you get the case and you find out the case is based on irrational feelings and there's no facts, you're like, well, fuck, what's the point in taking the case in the first place? I mean... Isn't everything done on feelings these days instead of facts? Well, she kept. Did you hear her? She kept, oh, dude, she, she was pissed. I, I don't want to bring it up because I know we're going to talk about this tomorrow. We're going to wait for everybody else to do the video clips and everything else. So I'm going to have can, a bunch of clips so okay. we can cut it up and do something fucking really fun with it. But she was. She kept trying to explain away why. She she was paying him in cash when she was directly asked. Understand, folks, there is not a county job in the state of Georgia. You cannot get a county job in the state of Georgia that pays in cash. It doesn't happen. And there's a whole reason for that. Even if your about, last name is Juarez. About 35 years ago, almost 40 years ago in Georgia, they had a big problem with that. That's why. People still getting paid in cash. And this went on the whole racial line too. This was a big racial thing down here because black people, for whatever reason, wanted to still be paid in cash. Well, the problem with that is- Because they didn't want to pay taxes. Your books, you can't do that as an employer because your books, you got to be able to prove everything. Because you got to pay taxes. You got to show the government everything. They want to know how much money they get. So we went to, you know, the check system came around and the electronic check, especially, especially at all county jobs, you have to get a check because the taxpayers, if they call you up, if they say anything, the taxpayers say, prove it. You have to be able to prove that you paid this person how many hours they worked and what work they did for the county. You can't do that with cash. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. So to say that you were paying a lawyer in the state of Georgia, who was working for you in cash that even though even Wade, even Wade said it was unreal. He said, I've never been paid in cash, not by another, by a city job. He said, I'd never been paid in cash before. I've always gotten paychecks. Well, didn't you think it was weird? Yeah. I mean, so wait, she paid him his paycheck in cash? <laughs> Wait, what? No, no, I thought she. Oh, like, no, no, no. They went on vacation and she and he put it on his that business credit card and she reimbursed him. First two cash. paychecks were in cash. And they asked him on the stand, don't you think that was weird? Uh huh. And he said, yeah. Well, at first it was weird, but then it stopped. Then, like, you started getting regular paychecks. Then he started getting a regular paycheck from the county. Mm -hmm. But those first two months, he got cash. And they really focused on those first two months because he took cash payments for his time. But they were in, again, in excess of almost $75,000. So the question is, when did he fill out his W9, W2, W2 and I9 yeah. and submit it to the federal government? Yep. When did, did, I mean, he has to get a pay stub for that because, again, 
you got to pay taxes. And then Did all they take the other, out FICA and fucking Social and, Security and all that good shit. And then they brought up all the rest of the travel that they did to the islands to when when she was being asked the questions. Well, mm -hmm. I don't know what continent that's on. Oh but yeah, I, I don't know what was, continent police. You know, is on. I was I was down in uh, I was down in you know Aruba, and uh, I don't know what continent that's on. I'm like. You're fucking retarded. But hold on. Here's, Aruba's here's a fucking a island. So she she listed out what, like six or seven vacations that she took to tropical destinations over the period of like six months? Yeah, one year. Okay. All right. You know, when I used to work for the man, corporate, right? Don't do that again either. You looked so stupid doing that. Okay, Please good. don't do that Thank again. Thank you. Um, I got five weeks vacation at the end because i was there for like 10 years do you know how fucking hard it was for me to take a vacation like my vacations got planned out like literally as soon as my vacation hit which was on my anniversary date i would hand my boss a schedule like i'm going to take this time at this time so that i made sure to get that shit in there was no me dropping shit and me oh i'm going to aruba for the weekend if someone died that might have been something different but like like hey i gotta go to atlanta for a funeral that you know that happened once or twice once to Atlanta, once to Florida. It happened. But I, fuck, how can you be running the district attorney's office and take six fucking vacations in a year when you haven't even been there a year? They, they, look, her credibility is fucking shot. She has no chance of scoring that one back. Oh yeah, no shit, Bob. That's what I said too, Leo. She said uh, like that she'd overpay and get cash back. Like that's how she got because she doesn't necessarily have bank records. Because sometimes she'd overpay. Um, okay, when you go to Kroger and you put in your debit card and they say, "Do you want cash back?" You know what the max limit is? It's a hundred bucks. How often do you go to Kroger? You're not doing that every cash day. Back. She, she lives here in Georgia, folks. We yeah, kind of yeah. know how it is down you know here. Exactly it's how not, it you can't do that here. You can't pay the tax lien on your house if in cash. cash that, you have to have a cashier's check. Folks, they don't even accept your personal check. You have to go. How do I know that? Because guess what? When you go to these stupid court hearings, you get to hear about all of oh, this yeah. shit oh, because yeah. this is where it's all taken care of in small claims court. We were sitting there forever like listening to case after case. Hours. And they were like, remember, you cannot bring a personal check. Yeah. You must have a certified cashier's check. Yeah. And I was like, they won't even, if you have to pay your tax lien, you're not even allowed to pay it in your own personal check. Yeah. They will not take a credit card. The only way they will take it is a cashier's check, period. And I would, I couldn't even, I couldn't even believe that shit. And she's saying, oh, I walked in there in cash and I paid my, you can't You went to Napa that. on less than a thousand dollars? How the oh, fuck did oh, you Napa, go? California. How the fuck did you go to visit all these wineries and and fucking eat caviar and locks and on sip on your gray goose on less than a grand? Yeah, no. Fuck, you can't even drive up and down Napa Valley on less than a grand. Fuck. I don't know how the hell she was pulling that one. Fuck. Oh no, that's was, all fake. All or fucking, she was blowing somebody. So the question is, I, I'm not all that money came from campaign funds and she straight up said oh yeah no i took campaign funds she's like yeah no it was extra it was left over it was mine um yeah yeah she she owned that shit you know all that money didn't just come from campaign funds no 
No. No, she got paid to do what she's doing to Trump. I put yep. money on that. That I, I guarantee. They and that's what they're trying to get to. They're trying to get her to open the door to that. And she hasn't done it yet. She hasn't stepped into the trap. Although the fact that she stepped up on the stand in the first place, because literally her lawyers are up there going, nope, she's not going to testify. And she came fucking walking in there like fucking gangbusters. And she was like, like oh, she had no, some fucking I want to be here. I am not hostile. I want to be here. Bitch, you're a lawyer. You don't know what a hostile witness is. I don't think she's a very good lawyer. Apparently not. I, I don't know if we should have bitched so much about this case going to trial against Trump. I think Trump's lawyers could have handled it because she's an idiot. And she just proved today that she's an idiot. I mean. She opened her mouth like like she didn't listen to what she wasn't sitting back in her office with the TV on. That's listening exactly to what, why she went storming in there. Because listening she to pissed. what Wade said. Yeah. And then she walked in and there. And friend. She walked in there thinking that she was going to do what? Make it look worse? You go in there full of emotion, you're only going to make it worse. You're only going to make it worse. If you don't know how to control your emotions, which you obviously don't, you're only going to make it worse. Now, I mean, it's one thing to go in and, and have a, what I like to call a controlled temper tantrum, where you look emotional, but really you are completely in control and you're using your emotions to manipulate the other people around you that's totally different that is not what she was doing she's the queen of that cunt <laughs> let me tell you something she is the queen cunt when it comes to that it's not hard but anyway I'm telling you right now she uses that like a fucking fiddle if the devil had a banjo it would be named feeling it's not really a fiddle it's more like a whip <laughs> it's more like a two by four when people Stay aren't listening still. to you you want to get high? Yes. Yes, Let's I do, do. So let me ask you all this. Totally off. Totally off the rails because it's Thursday. How do you all feel about expired food? And I don't mean like expired milk or expired meat. I mean like expired pantry items. Canned goods, fucking cake mixes, things like that. Last forever. Where, where's your Where's your line on that? Did you know that vinegar has an expiration date? Okay. Vinegar never goes bad. It literally doesn't go bad. They found vinegar from like literally from the time of Jesus, like 3,000 years, 2,000 years ago. And that shit's still good. But it's holy. No shit. It, probably, it used to be wine. <laughs> but listen. Right? No shit, Leo. I bet it was water. <laughs> it was water, and then Jesus turned it to wine, and now it's vinegar. 2,000 years later. Thank you. Thank y'all. So I went to my mom's today, right? I had to finish touching up where my dad tried to help paint, and it didn't help, so I had to fix it. And uh, my mom's like, all right, so I'm going uh, I'm, I'm to clean out my pantry because I can't find anything. Remember last week, I think it was when I told y'all that I went over to my mom's house and I just opened the freezer just to make sure that when the apocalypse came, we could survive there for like three years. We're doing the freezer next week, by the way. Half that shit's going to come here. And we'll still be able to survive for three fucking years at her house. But uh, she went through her pantry. And she's like, if it's expired, I don't want it either throw it away or take it home. I was like, all right, mom. When I tell y'all, I came home with six shopping bags and three boxes and a big fucking 30 gallon garbage bag full of food. 
I'm not even kidding. Exactly. It's filtered way too much poison to go bad. Hey, and if it's the end of the world, what does it matter at that point anyway? It's all about survival. Exactly. I was like, oh, this is going in the oh shit box. And this is going in the oh shit box. Right, Jen? Yeah, Jen said, my mom gives me all her expired food. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, fucking bring it on. I'll take that shit all day. Absolutely. We had uh, General General Sow Shrimp with um, artichoke hearts and baby corn tonight because it all came out of the bags. that came back while the shrimp wasn't expired, but that came out of my mom's freezer too. <laughs> I went shopping at mom's house today. It was pretty fucking epic. But why do they put an expiration date on vinegar? And I said this, I knew the answer, and I said this at the dinner table. And uh, exactly, Tammy. Expiration dates don't mean anything except wasting money to throw it away. 10 days max on dairy, etc. Yes, but I'm talking pantry goods, right? Fucking canned shit goods and shit. Shit doesn't go bad. And Liam pipes right up. He was like, um, just so that you throw it out and buy something more. Just so you're wasting money. Just so you can buy more shit. It's all it's for. See, I think the next time I see that, when somebody does that, or they're going to throw away some vinegar because they say, well, it went bad. I'm going to be like, here, no, just give it to me. I'm just going to be happy. My mom's it. like, she gave me, there's, it's literally an unopened, so still fully sealed bottle of apple cider vinegar. The good shit too, the both house farms, apple cider vinegar. And she was like, oh, this expired last year. I'm like, mom, that doesn't fucking expire. And she's like, well, if you look at the color, I'm like, it looks like apple cider vinegar. And she's like, it doesn't well. expire. It's and vinegar. I mean, I was like, I'll take it home, mom. Cause at the very least I'll, you know, give it to the chickens. It's really good to put in their water. But uh, yeah. So tonight, my big project are is you to go. Me? We're going to cook with it. Yeah, no, of course we are. But I told her that I was going to give it to the chickens sure. because she's like, it's a year expired vinegar. Fucking vinegar doesn't expire. Like, Don't you- Holy shit. Wow. Wow. And then there's like the pressed cans of, of Pam and whatnot, right? There, My mom had one in her pantry from 2012. 2012. I was like, that was from before the world ended. Holy shit. And like, you brought that down like here. You brought from that from another fucking timeline. Up north. And yeah, that was that no was, you, that was before have, the convergence. I have I have a no, she literally has a bag of apple cake mix from Blue Jay Orchards. Holy it's, shit. It's on the fucking counter right now. Like just add fresh apples. My mom's like, this is probably 20 years old. I'm like, that shit doesn't go bad. I mean it really doesn't. It really doesn't. It's flower can sit no. forever you get hungry enough you'll eat it exactly so um but yeah it's it's absolutely it's 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 so ridiculous there's so much you know so ridiculous. you know what's so funny is our our grandparents right now are looking at us going something stuck yeah because this this reminds me of my grandparents my grandparents you know i I think it was the war my my grandfather fought in the war he lost his leg point to hawk but it was either that or the depression. I, I don't know which, which part of their lives fucked them up more, whether it was the depression or the war. But I can tell you right now, food hoarding, the war and between the two of them, 
my grandfather, my grandmother, I swear to God, my grandmother loved to do this. She would go to the grocery store. She'd buy all these cans, right? All these cans. She'd come home. I mean, mm-hmm. 50, $60 worth of cans. Back then, that, I mean, it, that's, that's a lot. Cans are like a 10 cents a pop. It's not a lot of money right now to us, but yep. 50, $60 worth of that's cans. That's like $500 got you like, cans. That that's got like you like 500 cans. 200 cans. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. you were coming home with some serious shit. Mm-hmm. And me and my brothers had to hump that shit all the way down into her basement. She had these huge fucking shelves filled with fucking cans from the floor to the fucking ceiling. And she had a really old house. And all that shit's still the good, The floor by the way. is all dirt. The worst part about her ass is she would tear all the labels off. So when she died, my dad went down there into the fucking basement trying to figure out what shit was. And there were all these cans with no fucking labels on them. We had no idea what any of these cans were. Some of them had a couple years worth of fucking dirt on top of them. They're so good. Yeah, well, I know they probably were. I don't know what my dad did with them he all, but out. holy shit. I mean, there had to be at least a thousand cans down there. Easy. Mm-hmm. On wooden shelves that my dad had built fucking years ago for her. And food hoarding has been, I swear, it's like passed down genetically. Yeah. Seriously. But it seems to skip generations. Well, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a serious food hoarder, except that we have boys. So I no, no, no. Well, my mom, try, my mom and dad and food and it just disappears. My mom and dad tried to too, and she had four boys. So exactly, the house was constantly empty of you, food. You get to the um, like, I I come home with five hundred dollars worth of groceries four years ago when that actually you know meant more than you know like what it does now a cart. Um, and uh, like I mean, I come home with like three carts full of groceries, right? And a week later, it'd be like the whole month's worth of groceries, and a week later, the boys would be like. You have anything to eat? What are you fucking? I I bought all this food. Oh no, we ate all that. I'm just gonna stop buying snacks. Like I just stopped. And they're like, we don't have anything to eat. I'm like, well, because you fucking ate it all. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. It's over, dude. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. you fucking ate it all. You ate my entire budget for the month. Now you're gonna starve for the next week and a half. But it, it seemed like my parents didn't hoard food like my grandparents did. My mm-hmm. grandparents were they were to the max. Mm-hmm. And I was amazed. They had they could live for like 25 years on what was in their basement. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. And then my it'd be Russian roulette, you'd be playing guessing games all the time. No, my my grandmother knew <laughs> she knew what everything she was. She knew what everything was. Yeah. She had it specifically aligned. We just weren't we're too lazy to sit there and open each can and figure it out for ourselves but there was probably i mean i swear to god on these shelves there's at least a thousand cans mm-hmm. and not a single one of them had a label on them i was so pissed i was like the only ones we knew for sure were the fucking tomato soup cans because there was a label but it came on the can it was yeah, yeah, yeah painted on the can yeah my grandmother couldn't get rid of that one so my mom i know took all those but outside of that we had absolutely some of them could have been dog food a couple of them could have been cat food a couple of them could have been tuna couple of them could have been chicken salad. We never would have known. It was like, what the fuck is that? I have no idea. No label. Wonderful. Yeah. Anyway, that was crazy. Well, my mother got her food hoarding from her parents because they lived through World War II. My grandmother specifically in Germany when she was like, there was, there's nothing. Like they would go out to the fields and pick whatever flowers they could find to make tea. And that's all they would have for an entire day because they had, there was nothing. Um, when my grandmother came here and there's all this food everywhere. It was 1945, food everywhere. 
she ate a banana. It was the first time she'd had a banana in like, I don't even know, since she was a child. The woman ate her weight in bananas. She gained 20 pounds on bananas alone, <laughs> but she was really skinny when she got here because she hadn't eaten in like a year. Um, and she was in a good place. So anyway, she hoarded food. My mother hoards food. I try to hoard food. It just, it doesn't fucking, I have to hide it. I literally, I have boxes of food hiding in places. So that's what we got to do. That's what we have to do. Until they're out of the house is what we got to do. I know. Even after that, they'll come back. They'll like show up in the middle of the night and like raid the pantry. You know, they will. No, they won't. They'll be too afraid to get shot. <laughs> They won't do that. That's Our true. kids will announce themselves well before they get to the door. Yeah. They won't come to the driveway until you answer the phone. Hey, where's dad? Yeah, he's uh, creeping. Fuck. Not coming in. So where do you want to start? Because <laughs> we still shit. have so much from last night. You know what? Let's play Russian roulette. I, I really don't care right now. Um, I, I really didn't do watch too much. You shit know what? Today we yet. have so much from the last few nights that it doesn't matter. Um, I just need to know which one this is. I don't know. Did anybody, I, Liana, did you play it during your show? Uh, the new, um, oh, there it is. or maybe it's not out yet. Because they're coming out tonight with it, what? I think. Uh, the uh, part two to uh, the Taibi story, the the red, the folder. It was supposed to be out last night. My yeah. understanding is it's behind a paywall. Oh, really? On Substack. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Yeah. And only behind Schellenberger's paywall. So if you subscribe to Matt Taibi, you don't get it because there are people on Substack fucking bitching about that this morning. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's just for money, probably. I'll tell you for free where Trump's got it. Mm -hmm. That's my take on it. Trump has got it. Yeah. Always in Texas. That, that would be a great idea, except for the dogs, because the the guest room is the studio, because the boys have their own rooms, you know. But when the boys are gone. When the boys are gone, yes. You can turn one of those into a storage mm -hmm. room. True that. Dry I storage. Mean, there's always Liam's closet, too, which is, is basically the a size of closet. A, yeah. my first apartment. So... No, I think it's about your as, first apartment was way bigger than that. My about as many Dude. square feet, though. No, just a different configuration. Yeah, Liam's bedroom, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> anyway. My first room in the army was that big. Okay. All right, come All right. on. I had a closet. I didn't have a room. That is a closet. Exactly. <laughs> That's my point. All right, let's see. You can do um, a lot in a closet. Let me tell you. Never mind. <laughs> Okay. Anyone hear about this? In the largest bribery scheme ever uncovered by the Justice Department, 70 New York City bureaucrats were raided, busted for a multi-million dollar pay-to-play kickback operation. It's been going on for a decade. NYCHA superintendents, assistant superintendents, and others responsible for the care and maintenance of public housing, a scarce resource in this city, allegedly used their positions of public trust and responsibility to solicit and receive bribes from NYCHA vendors as a cost of doing business, over 2 million in bribe payments in total. The 70 current and former NYCHA staff members charged today in separate bribery schemes touch every borough of New York City. New York Democrat officials running housing projects in all five boroughs were on the take from contractors. 
These dirty bureaucrats took a cut from a third of all contracts, making 10 to 20% of each job. And just like Hunter Biden, they texted the bribes. Like this one from a co-conspirator, quote, babe, could you put a company through for someone? That's been my side hustle, LOL, a thousand per. Or this one, a thousand, cool. No problem, babe, as long as you're getting blessed. Aw. Here's groundskeeper Rigo Roberto Charies, whose life motto was the secret to getting ahead is getting started. Rigo skimmed $70,000 off the top of contracts, and now Rigo's little secret's out. The Bronx Housing Project superintendent made $83,000 in bribes for doling out just three contracts. He didn't lay low. He splurged on a family vacay in Venice. Champagne, truffles, gondola rides. Get it, Dwarka. One superintendent in Queens pocketed over 150 Gs. Another superintendent, though, Juan Mercado, he was the greediest. $315,000, taking triple his salary off the top of just a few no-bid contracts. Mr. Branch pocketed three grand in kickbacks, and his boss called him a hero who, quote, gives all to his job. Not the NYPD. Corrupt bureaucrats are the taker Democrats' heroes. Are we actually getting some accountability in some places? Are they actually, like, trying to follow the money? Hmm, amazing what happens when you run out of money. You're like, oh, shit, where'd all that money go? Well, let's find out. Remember when I said corruption, when it's this high, it means it's everywhere? The housing authority? Really? Everywhere. Literally everywhere. No, I mean, but the housing authority. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. I'm just. How much money? I I told you. I told you last night I'm done. How much money do you think cities get from the federal government for like Section 8 housing? Oh, I know how much. Exactly. I've worked them before. I know. Tons. Yeah, I know how much they get. Mm-hmm. And they still pay some rent. Yep. And the city really doesn't maintain those buildings at all. Nope. And the cops really don't patrol over there. Nope. And uh, it's kind of a free-for-all. Yep. And um, they're pretty much shitholes where what the city government is collecting for each one of those units is more than a four-bedroom house on three acres in most places. So where's all that money going? There you go. Into people's pockets. The housing authority? Absolutely. You remember the the table flipping story in the Bible? Mm -hmm. Do you remember the the guys that were standing behind the table before Jesus flipped it? Do you remember what their professions were? Oh, what to to sell offerings um, to basically so people could bribe their way back into God's good graces. Thank mm-hmm. Yep. Do you think that had a part of the story? I mean, do you think that played motivation into why he flipped a table ten times, weighing ten times what he did? I, I'm just saying. It, it just seems to me like people who do. You know, good work. Like, let's say everybody knows the contractor that does shit work. Okay. Everybody knows that that guy exists out there. But the people who do the good work, 
You know, the people that actually put the time in, you know, they do it right. They don't take too much on. Um, they put the time into each job. So each job is, you know, a gold mine essentially. Mm -hmm. And those guys, everybody gets pissed off because they're like, well, you charge too much. Yeah. Well, you're paying for, I mean, you're going to get what, what you're, you're paying for the work you get. Just remember that if you get a really great price, you're getting shit work. If you get a really high price, but the guys are there every day of the week, working eight hours a day, you're getting what you pay for. You're getting what you paid for. There's, there's a difference in contractors. Like, um, there was a contractor I worked for. He liked to do this. Uh, and we would show up on a job. We work for like two days doing all sorts of shit. And then he'd pull us off that job site and we'd disappear for like two weeks. I fucking hated doing that. Don't start me on something and then pull me off of it. Yeah. Let me go from start to finish and let me finish it. Don't, don't keep doing that shit to me. And not only that, I kind of looked at him. I was like, hey, dude, you're a dick. Because the customer sees that as well. And then they start to scratch their heads after day three. Like, I don't know if these guys are going to show back up ever again. Dude, it took them, it took like four contractors and over a year, probably actually two years because they just had the, the windows fucking replaced. Again, for the again, ninth time. For my parents to have their addition put yeah. on their house. And yes, Leo, rich people hire people to do work on their houses. I, I'm just saying that there's. I, I renovated our whole ass house myself when I was on furlough for COVID. Cause they didn't. Yeah, I did. Well, you, you did all the painting and shit. I did the painting. I exactly. I uh, refinished. I the, renovated the fucking. I refinished kitchens, the, the, the bathrooms, yeah. the bedrooms, the hallway. I did the bathroom. The uh, remember, I pulled out the whole freaking thing and I renovated. I I refinished the whole. Yeah. Ca yeah, that was gayer than it. Well, yeah. well we I pulled it, it up. Fine. Anyway. It um, was gayer than eight. But so I she did this weird, like, what was it? Unicorn what? Unicorn spit. Yeah, unicorn comes right. all over it. <laughs> all over it. That I was, was like, great. where did you find that unicorn to jerk off? I was impressed. I have a bunch of them there in the back shed. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. All different colors. I was like, wow. I thought they sprayed all different colors. I didn't No, but there was a lucky rainbow. <laughs> seriously. Rich people hire people to do work on their house. <sighs> Anyway, um, <laughs> did y'all hear that Lloyd Austin's back in the hospital <sighs> with apparently an, a bladder issue, but looks like things are taking a turn for the worse. At least he told us this time. Or maybe he's already been dead. Is, is he what, what he went in for a bladder infection, I believe. He went in for cancer. No, no, no. But this time, oh, this one for a yeah, bladder was, infection was a bladder infection. Yeah. Um, but he's in critical care. I, I, he's in ICU. Well, that could be anything. I mean, he could have a staph infection from that. I mean, if he's got a staph infection in the blood, that's pretty bad. Um, which wouldn't be the first mm -hmm. time I've ever heard of that happening, especially coming out of Walter Reed. Yeah. Jeff, I'm an unlicensed general contractor, just like most of them in Georgia. <laughs> Well, that was the stupidest thing we ever had to pay. That's the dumbest thing you ever had to pay for anyway. Because mm. all it is is money. You're paying the money to say that you can work in the city. It's like, what the fuck? You're paying the money. No, here, here's, I believe, general That's contractors all in it Georgia. Is. You pay for a license. You don't actually have to 
like show how good you are. You just have to pay for a license. No, you have so to take a you, test. All right. But you have to take a test and you have to pay for the license, but you have to take a test. Um, the test is actually pretty difficult. But if you bill less than $1,200 on any given job, then you don't need a general contract contracting license. So a lot of guys just split the jobs up. <coughs> so you can invoice the same person six times for $1,200 each time. And, you know, as long as it's a different job. You're not a general contractor. You and just, as long as you long their as jack, you, you move if, the wall in their house, if you're, whatever it is. If you're not changing the roof line, you don't actually have to have a license at all. Yep. As long as you're not changing the roof line or anything structural and about the house. And not billing them more than $1,200 at a time. You, you, you don't have to fucking, mm -hmm. you don't need it. Hmm. It's like, what the fuck? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Austin is in uh, in the hospital again. So his Who current knows? bladder Who's... issue is not expected to change his anticipated full recovery. His cancer prognosis remains excellent, and updates on the secretary's condition will provide will be provided as soon as possible. Yeah, blah, okay. blah. Joy. Okay. The bitch that was supposed to assume his roles or his, his job before is now back in his oh, she, job. She stopped. She, yeah, she finally stepped up. She came, came back from vacation. Yeah, apparently she's not sick anymore or whatever was wrong with her. I thought yeah. she was on vacation. I don't. They all take a lot of vacations, yeah, don't they? they? Do. Liberals love them. I just got to say, like, yeah, well, you're right, Nick. That entire administration is a staff infection. <laughs> Seriously. I was going to refer to it as chlamydia, but okay. You know, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Okay. Oh, all right. Vince, what up? Hey, Vince. Check this out. That's cool. Dude, this guy doesn't. Oh no, I said you, you sent this. This, to this? Me. oh wait, hold on. Let me set this up. Do you guys remember the guy I told you that we learned to shoot from? He was yeah. an old guy. He mm -hmm. came up to he came up to brag. He came to our compound specifically. This guy is amazing. Um, you're about to see him. I finally found I finally found a video. Took me forever. I finally found this video. And I was like, holy shit, I can't wait for you guys to see this. This is the guy I learned to shoot from. This guy is fucking nuts. Watch this. And I'm going to turn the volume up so you guys can hear this because you can barely hear how many bullets leave his gun. Ladies and gentlemen, the fastest gun in the world right here. Bobby, you are quick. Well, the first reaction that people have when they say, Good luck to you. Okay. You shot both. Hold them. Hot and fired. Hot and fired. That wasn't even a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, the. It's Bob War. How many bullets did he shoot? Two. Okay. That's what I thought I saw. Didn't even sound like two. Sounded like one bullet. Yeah. That dude is absolutely fucking nuts that dude taught us the first time he was standing out there he looked more or less like just like that he came out there and we're all like looking at him i was like oh geez what is this gonna be this is not good this guy's gonna get chewed up and spit out dude you got a bunch of you got a bunch of alphas that are fucking sitting there if you don't fit we will fucking kill you yeah and um they're not very inclusive Dude, or tolerant. He came out and saying. he was wearing this like six shooter. Like we were going to go battle at the OK Corral. And we're all like looking at him. I, that's when I was just like, oh, fuck. These guys are going to murder him. 
And he probably should have killed walked, them all before they were fucking standing. Right past <clears throat> us. Just the group was over here <laughs> and he just walked onto the range and there was already like eight targets set up. He pulled his gun out and he was done less than a second with eight targets. And each target had a bullet hole in the head. He turned and he looked. He said, is that good enough for you faggots? <laughs> and every single one of us sat there. We're like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> and that was two guns. Hmm. And we're like, yeah, we'll play. Teach. Hey, we know when we're outmatched, that's fucking outmatched. And fuck, dude, that was like one of the best days. That was like one of the best like weeks I've ever had in the military because that guy knew more about shooting than anybody in the world knows about shooting, especially handguns. He fires. If you keep watching, looking for him, uh, he's got more videos, too, where he does it with a lever action uh, rifle. And the lever action rifle sounds like it doesn't sound like it ever stops shooting. It sounds like a fully automatic lever action rifle. That's how fast his hands moving. They should have. It's uh, like, I was like, holy fuck. That guy is nuts. They should have hired him to recreate the magic bullet. Nice. If Long anyone, range, if anyone I, could do it, you know what? I don't know if I've never actually seen him shoot long range. Um, I don't know. That would be interesting, though. I wonder how good of a long-range shot he is. I've never seen him shoot at distance. Everything's been right up front. Dueling it's, length. Yes, it, exactly. It's for the quick draw. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is a master of the quick draw. So I've never, huh, I wonder if I took him out in the range and I schooled him. I was like, all right, let's start smacking steel at 1,000 yards. Right. I wonder. I wonder if that would be like a new school for him to learn. Huh? Okay. Interesting. I right. can make a phone call. Maybe anyway, take him out and teach him how to do some shit. Be like, all right, now teach me the speed shit, but let's do it with cool guns. Not those old shit. I like the old shit, but let's do it with some new guns. Hey, something a little bit more automatic, like maybe a Glock that has a fully automatic sear on it. I just will pop off. I mean, his sounds cool, but when my Glock goes full auto, <laughs> there's nothing cooler than that. Isn't that illegal? I don't know what you're talking about. That gun's in the bottom of the ocean. That's what I was talking about. It fell off of my fucking trunk on the way back on the long sail from the old shore. Oh, I thought it was at the bottom of the pond with the gators. No, that was the boat accident. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've been in plane accidents, boat accidents, helicopter accidents, here. tractor accidents, it's car accidents. amazing for a, a man with as many skills and as little money as Mick has, how careless he is with his guns. They all end up somewhere buried in mud at the bottom of a fucking body of water. It's just terrible. It's horrible. It really is. I don't know what to do. Anyway. It's like it's like God's keeping them out of my hands. I so know. I those are my devils. That's my devil's playground. Mm -hmm. So he knows how good I am with them. So he tries to keep them away from me. I don't blame him. I do, I don't either. Mm -hmm. I don't either. Okay. Can someone keep electric school buses away from camel toe? No shit. <laughs> hey, do y'all remember? Do you all remember, remember how much money? Do you remember how much money we gave them? I don't know, like a billion dollars. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, actually, it was. Mm -hmm. Do you remember how much money we gave uh, Salerno? Probably about the same. And that no, actually, it was one hundred and seventy-four million is what we gave Salerno. Oh, that's and nothing. that was that's a fucking under drop in the bucket. Obama. Yeah. Well, that and was before we started counting in billions and trillions and shit. Obama, interestingly enough, also backed this one.
Well, of course. Check this out. <sighs> as we're playing Russian roulette, just going through the news as it pops up on the screen. So, and I haven't gotten to the new stuff yet. I haven't pulled that. This is all from the last couple of days. A new report details the absolute failure of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's $5 billion investment to electrify buses. The report finding the EPA has spent nearly $2 billion of the funds on 5,000 buses so far, about $360,000 per bus, and the buses are either sitting unused or broken down in need of extensive repairs. A new report details... Yes, unused or broken down in need of extensive repairs. $360,000 per bus? Yep. Can they turn them into tiny houses? Because Dude, those are fire trucks. Those things are fire fucking trucks. $360,000? Fuck. I mean, that's not actually true because one of our rigs, when we were buying the new ones, was a million. Because each one of those rigs came in at just about a million dollars. But that also has a pump on it that has a lot more machinery than a normal vehicle does. So that's why they were so expensive. Mm. But yeah, you got to wonder. You got to wonder. Wow. You got to wonder. Okay. Um, well, this is speaking of camel toe. <sighs> This is actually from yesterday. Yeah. And this is actually fucking hysterical. This is fucking epic. And then we have some reaction to it too, which is even just as it's just even better. Yeah. Oh, Judge Joe the Brown. There you go. Uh, she's a witch and she is a corrupt witch. She's been corrupt her whole life and she <laughs> fucked her way to the top. Oh, Lord. They used to detail this witch in the LA Times with her sexual escapades. She's damn near everybody trying to get up. She used to be a frat hoe when she was at Howard. And she ain't black. I actually met her father. Whoa, she was at Howard? Yeah. How old is she? Uh, 60 something, I think. How old is Fanny Willis? She's just 50 over 50. Because yeah. she's also, she also went to Howard. Interesting. Right? They wouldn't she, have been in school at the same time. Because she talked about, but alumni are alumni. That's true. She talked about that today in her what testimony. If she's a sister in the uh, sisterhood of the uh, Makes you wonder, purple huh? unicorn. Yeah. Because they both got law degrees at Howard. Interesting. Mm. wonder anyway. what type of law they teach at Howard, because it's not very good. Most of the lawyers I've seen come out of Howard suck. I mean, I, they they have Gamble and... and Fanny yeah, but they're similar, horrible lawyers. Well, they have similar styles. Uh, they're great fucks. <laughs> I wouldn't know that. No, but apparently half of fucking San Francisco and D.C. do, so. True. Anyway, just saying. Just connecting those puzzle pieces in my head. In Jamaica, I was the guest set at the governor general's table, and he was a professor. Okay. And he represents as a Hindu Brahmin. He admittedly has some Irish in him. Mm -hmm. All right. The person that Camilla Harris is saying is her black great grandmother is in fact, according to daddy in an article he wrote, which has now been cleaned up on the online edition of that magazine mm -hmm. was a Hindu house servant not mm -hmm. a black woman. 
So her mother is listed on her birth certificate as Caucasian, even though she's dark. But see, she's a Hindu Brahmin Tamil caste. Now, interestingly, do you know what the anthropological name is for what Camilla uh, Harris and her parents are? Mm -mm. No, sir. Indo, I-N-D-O hyphen Aryan. See, they are the original Aryans, but Adolf Hitler and his boys told a big lie. The blonde-haired, blue-eyed Aryans from the far north did not exist, never existed. They were the dark to swarthy to paper bag brown, dark-eyed, dark, coarse-haired Indo-Aryans from the India, mm. from India. Mm -hmm. Those actually settled Germany and some other people came in from the steps that lightened everything up a bit. Mm -hmm. So that lie is being told. So you get the Aryan Brotherhood, the Aryan Nation. What's going on is the Aryans, they claim to be uh, one with, look like Come Queen La or Come Queen Harris. You know, I guess what she did is, you know, LA Times ranked her out. I was out in LA, you know, when she was really before that. See, she got out and they ran a thing that when she went to law school, Willie Brown, that was his mistress. <laughs> Where dad, what I loved, it was a scene, Willie Brown sitting behind a desk with his tongue hang out and Camilla is raising up after doing him, you know. Mm. And uh, they ran this thing where he got her a job with a medical supply company that did business with the city of San Francisco. He got mm -hmm. her a gig for 15 hours a week mm -hmm. for 72000 a year. And you have to understand that was 35 years ago. Mm. And then when they carried the thing where she moved up to 20 hours a week, she getting paid 120 grand for a part-time gig. And he bought her mm. a 750i BMW. Mm -hmm. she was earning that so <laughs> then she had this thing where she was trying to get on with this big firm they wouldn't hire so she started screwing one of your buddies an nba player who was their biggest client who so she wow. got hired so then they ran a scandal sheet on her where she was trying to get on with the da's office so she started screwing the deputy chief da to get on so She fucked her way up. I've been telling y'all that. I he I'm in... a lot of dick has come her way. A lot of dick. The question does it go in never mind. <laughs> what? Nothing. No, 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 no. No, continue with your thought, babe. Don't, 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 don't okay. hold anything well, back. Here's... No, no, no. Continue with your thought. The question is what? Does she go? Does it go on the front or the back? Because <laughs> Listen, <laughs> common theory now is that Camel is a man, but I don't think Willie Brown liked to stick it in the behind. So I, I wonder if maybe Camel is replaced by a man. I'd have to go back and look at some old pictures of her doing Willie Brown and what she looks like now. Because I know you've seen that picture of that guy that could totally be Camel. I know you've seen it because you you showed it to me. Mm hmm just saying. Anyway, Gutfeld uh, went to town on her, not literally, not like half of Washington, but um, or LA or LA or San Francisco or fuck at this point.
probably everybody. Yeah, where hasn't she been? No shit. There are two words that should scare the crap out of us, and it's not stelter nudes. <laughs> nope, it's President Harris. During an interview with the Wall Street Journal, the Veep said she's ready to step in as commander in chief. Quote, I am ready to serve. There's no question about that. Serve what, you ask? If it's anything more than a tennis ball, trust me, she'd be over her head. Of course, she means she's ready should something happen to the current president. Now, she also claims that everyone who sees her on the job, quote, walks away fully aware of my capacity to lead. No, they don't walk away. They run. In the first two years, more than 13 high-profile aides have left the VP's office, and that's through an open window. Now, it's worth pointing out that Kamala gave that answer before the her report. It's one thing she actually saw coming besides Willie Brown. No, he was always sneaking up on her. People are minds in the gutter. So she was worried about Joe's fitness for office even before last week's disaster. But she feels like she needs to reassure us as if the thought of Kamala in charge is reassuring. Okay, is that picture even real? How does she even get her mouth open that wide? Seriously, that takes a lot of practice right there. That looks like that's been fucking photoshopped. How big is Willie Brown anyway? <laughs> can, can you just try to replicate for me? <laughs> no. Please? There's no way I can. It, it wouldn't do Just any, it give would, me a shot. Just, it just do, give it a shot. It anyway. Come on, just You're give it a Irish. shot. I know, but just give it a shot. I mean, that's like throwing a hot dog down the hallway. No I get it. Holy shit. I get it. That's, that's like a throwing a hot dog down the hallway. But wow. Um, Seriously. Can you try? I no. Mean, <laughs> Her Venn diagram hits that sweet spot between useless, clueless, and brainless. When Joe appointed her border czar, she got nervous because she never saw a C and a Z next to each other like that. But remember, for the longest time, we weren't supposed to criticize her for the same reason Biden picked her as VP. She checked more boxes than a grave robber. Ah. <laughs> she call, so call her out on her incompetence. You're racist and sexist. But now the Dems in the media are jumping ship. So now they're just as racist and sexist as the rest of us. Boo-hoo. According to the latest Real Clear Politics Average, Kamala has a net favorable rating of minus 19.2%, and her unfavorable rating is 54.7, placing her somewhere between an IRS audit and chlamydia. Jesus. That's compared to Joe's net favorable rating of minus 15.3, which is also his body temperature. So people like her less than Biden. And yet I can think of a few people who do want her to be president and they all work on this show. <laughs> just imagine how easy and fun it would be to have President Kamala Harris. We can just play tape of her talking and we don't have to do anything. And that laugh, we wouldn't even need a studio audience. <laughs> like, what do you want to know? <laughs> well, I want to give you I want to give you the opportunity. I thought we were supposed to conserve. <laughs> I couldn't reconcile it. Now I can. <laughs> You just fell out of a coconut tree? <laughs> Every time I see that, I'm waiting for two guys in white lab coats to throw a giant butterfly net over her and lead her back into the van. But the fact is, I know what's good for the show, but it can also be bad for the country. So I got to put the country before my ratings. That's why we stopped booking Taylor Swift. 
<laughs> wow. Craig, I agree. Where's the equality these days? How many straight men can fuck their way up? I demand reparations. I I'm with I'm with Craig. If you're with Craig, stand up, men. It's time that we collect our reparations. How many straight men are even in government? It's not really government. There's, those are lawyers. Kamala is not government. Oh, she is now. But what we were talking, we were talking about uh, what's on, her, her name? on her way up. Um, do you think she stopped? Come on. Anyway. I'm just saying. Me too. Wow. She's. <laughs> God, dude, it's so easy. I know. I can't say anything. I know. I want to say it. I can't. Go ahead. Say it, babe. You made me say it. Say it. No, I this say. Go ahead. Say it. No, I can't. I don't have. It hasn't met my, uh, for the information. No, I can't. Can't do it yet. Not yet. Not yet. All right. Got that little rule that I got to stick with. I just, man, this one's itching. Tell me she's banging Hunter and I would not be surprised. No, oh, no, no, no. This has got nothing to do with that. Okay. This has actually got something more to do with this. Uh... So y'all remember the phone call that Biden had with Poroshenko. We talked about this forever and a day ago, I know. Mm -hmm. But the phone call that Biden had with Poroshenko, the only part of the phone call that we've actually ever heard is part B. One of the things that has always irked me about this whole thing, and it, this stems all the way back to... Fuck, actually, this stems all the way back to 2008, if you really go back far enough. But to keep it within the realm of specific timelines, really, Obama's last year in office. So 2012? 16. Or uh, yeah, 16. 16. And one of the things that I thought was really weird, if you remember, one of the things that Donald Trump ran on in 2016 was the fact that he would give lethal aid to Ukraine. And he said that, you know, all, you know, all fucking Obama's done is give him fucking blankets and fucking hats and coats. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to well, called there. I want to give him lethal aid. Now, when Trump did that, of course, the left went right after him. They went right after his throat. They said, how could you do that? How could you get involved? You can't get us involved. And everybody went after Trump mm -hmm. and Trump. I guess he didn't realize like what the fuck was really going on. Anyway, when he figured it out though, if you watch, because one of the things that always drove me crazy is when did Ukraine all of a sudden get balls? Cause Ukraine's always been subservient really to the Democrat party. They were really bitches back then. They hated the Ukrainians. They fucking Democrats hated Ukraine. They didn't want us to do anything with Ukraine. They didn't give a fuck. What gave the Ukrainians balls? Well, it's really weird. Got a phone call today, and I'm still trying to confirm the rest of the information, but it's all one source, single source information. So understand, 
it's just one person who's talked about this. So I don't know if any of this is true. I'm still trying to confirm. However, the other half of that phone call that we've never heard between Biden and Poroshenko mm -hmm. was Poroshenko basically telling Biden that his security services had done their job. They knew all about Hunter. They knew all about Biden. They knew all about everything else. And they were about to hang it all over his head. They were blackmailing him. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And then Biden started talking about the billion dollars. He's basically doing what he did to them. And now they're doing to him. Because they had all the blackmail they needed. They knew about Hunter. They knew about the money. They knew about Burisma. They knew about everything that Hunter was doing in Ukraine. They knew about all the deals. They had all of the information. So I was like, well, wait a minute. Why then? Why was that the point? And then today we find out that in all of the other shit that was going on back then, that Poroshenko was going to turn all of that shit over in a red binder, three ring binder to one Donald J. Trump. Oh, because all of that information also had everything from fucking Spygate and everything else in it. That's the binder they were looking for at Mar-a-Lago. Yes. I think John's right. It's probably in the Ark of the Covenant. I don't know. The I, replica of the Ark of the Covenant. Oh, at, at Mar-a-Lago. I bet it is. I bet you're right. I bet you're right, John. Yeah. Because so, no one would open that in case it really was the Ark of the Covenant. They don't want to die. If all of this evidence is true and that the rest of that phone call is Poroshenko, which is always the one thing that's always kind of blown my mind, is when did the Ukrainians all of a sudden find their balls? And apparently in that phone call, that's when it was. It's the one spot that I've always had a question about. Like there was no card there. If I had like little cards, if you imagine my timeline as little note cards all over the place, this is one I've always had a blank one on. I just, I didn't know. I was like, when did all of a sudden Ukraine get like balls? When did they actually act like men? And then all of a sudden out of the blue, this I get this call about this phone call. You have to hear the first part so another buddy of mine who works in D.C., I called. I said, hey, can you do me a favor? Because he works for a, uh, a firm that does the lobbying, a lobbying firm. I said, hey, do me a favor. I said, you know the rules backwards and forwards better than I do. File me a FOIA request for that, the tape of that phone call. I want to hear the whole phone call from start to finish. I want to hear what Poroshenko told Biden. I want to hear what Biden told Poroshenko. Oh and then God, I want to yeah. hear the end of that phone call. They'll never give that to you. No, we'll probably never get it. But I was just like, just let's get a FOIA file. Let's see what happens. Let's flush this out and see. I want to hear the rest of this phone call now. Now I'm dying to hear the rest of this phone call because if this phone call is like that, or if they classified it, that's my only worry that we'll never see it. But I do wonder. I really always wondered. Now I know. I'm like, holy shit, that makes so much sense. Now you know that all that shit, that means everything is involved. All of this flows back to Barack Obama. You all know that, right? Mm -hmm. Because Obama, if you remember, 
before they left office, before they, one of the last things that Obama did, I think he signed it. I want to say it was like, but even before his pardon, the whole, remember the whole pardon thing is like last week in office. I think I want to say it was the second to last week, third last week or something. He had, um, it was uh, Poroshenko and it was somebody else. It was, um, God, I can't remember his name. It's uh, B, starts with a B. Mm, at the White that. House, it was a Ukrainian. It was uh, one of their deputy deputy underlings. And I always thought it was weird that your last three weeks in office and this guy comes to the White House. Anyway, it was like a not a big deal. It was like an afternoon. It was like a Tuesday afternoon type fucking meeting. This guy shows up. Make, they made a big deal about it. I thought it was a big deal. As long it was as like, it wasn't on a Wednesday. It was really weird. They, when the meeting had concluded and they left... I remember the uh, it was about a week later that we started hearing about this this billion dollars that was going to be going to Ukraine for some reason. And I was like, wait a minute, Ukraine. It's like we never cared about Ukraine when they were getting invaded by the Soviets or by the Russians. Why are we caring about it now? <laughs> and then like literally I, I it had to be less than. What the next year it was, yeah, it was, it was Trump's second, second year in office. Mm -hmm. And that all that shit started with the weapons and about sending weapons over to Ukraine. You remember when Trump was like, yeah, I'm going to send javelins over there, which is something that they were chopping at the bit to get their hands on. Do you remember all the Democrats going nuts about us sending javelins to the Ukrainians? And I was like, wait a minute, wait, where is this coming from? Because Obama just said that he was going to send him a billion dollars anyway. So I never understood. Now, now it all makes it's it's all coming together. This is crazy that this is all going to fall back at Obama's feet. I swear to God, when this happens, I I hope we revolt before then. But if we can put this all back at Obama's feet, I hope you're all ready to go to war because there's nothing worse than finding out everything that you've been told since 2008 has been a lie. Everything you've been told your entire life has been a lie. Well, I can't prove that. But I can prove that everything that right now that we've been told about everything that's going on in the world is a lie. Why? Because I actually have proof in here somewhere. And if we get to it tonight in one of the videos of the rest of the world where they actually tell us that we've been lied to. Mm. Hopefully we'll get there anyway. Uh, and they're all they're all turning on Biden now, like rats off a sinking ship. I told you. President Biden became heated, you'll remember, responding to the special counsel's assertion that he could not remember within several years when his son Bo died. Last week, the president criticized her for asking him about it. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. But tonight, NBC News has learned that her never asked that question, according to two people familiar with the interview last fall. They say it was the president, not her or his team, who first introduced Bo Biden's death. The sources say the president got the date, May 30th, correct, but not the year. President Biden became heated, you'll remember. Okay, well, we've got a follow-up on that. Because hmm. as it turns out, Hers office responded to this direct accusation from President Biden because hers like, well, wait a minute. I didn't ask that question. I never asked you that. You brought that up. Which he always does whenever Biden gets in a situation that he's uncomfortable. He plays the victim and talks about Bo's death. That's yep. his standard operating procedure. That's what he did with her. And in order to deflect from a question, 
And yeah. He brought up Bo and then he couldn't remember. And then, oh, and they wrote it down. Anything you say in front of them, I'm sorry. They're allowed to record it. It's in the video recording to the deposition. All right. Uh, It's about that time. Oh, it is. Did you turn off your alarm already? I did. Shoot. You want to get hot? I do, but we have to drop the Red Pill Project. We do have to drop the Red Pill Project. Red Pill Project. We will see you back here tomorrow night, 545 for the pre-show, 6 p.m. for the regular show. You can check her out tomorrow morning at 08 for the good book and 905. The lovely Liana comes on. Both our channels and her channels. Mm -hmm. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great night for the Mick. And be Lynn. Peace. Bye, Red Pill. Later. For the rest of you fuckers, you know what time it is. Mm -hmm. You it is it. 420 avocado time. It is that time. Light it up and smoke it if you got it for the J-Man. Go ahead, baby. You get it. All right. I'm busy. Fuck. Liana should have uh, paused her stream and done this at 420 Eastern time today because her ass kept going. I dropped the stream before she did. Yeah, I kind of got to get ready. Like, sorry, y'all. We uh, got to set this show up. I mean, it doesn't take a lot long, but it, takes it doesn't. Long. It takes a little bit. I mean, my end, it only takes like a minute, but. Where is Liana? Is she still streaming on her channel? She could be, for all I know. I didn't think she was still playing Fanny. I thought Fanny's off. I think Fanny's off. Nice I think they finished up at five. They don't work later than that. No. Not in the courts. In I was actually surprised they were going that late. Well, it's a Thursday. It's Fridays if they cut out at like three or if they show up at all. I was about to say Federal Fridays. Yeah, Federal Fridays is a thing. Oh, yeah. Dude. I used to hate that shit. People don't go to work on Friday. Like, what the fuck? You just get a three-day weekend? Like, I go to work every fucking day and you just don't go to work on Friday because it's Friday? The fuck? Even when I worked in hotels, I knew some general managers that like would show up on Friday morning and then be like, all right, I, I have meetings on Tybee. I'm like, oh, you're you're gonna go uh windsurfing. Oh. Yep. Have fun. I don't get me wrong, Leo. I get it. I, I'm just saying I I know since the dawn of time. Since nineteen eighty eight when apparently the world ended. Did you know that? That's a theory going around. I'm just saying. I don't know what it is about 1988, but apparently. Uh, Griff, Sparkles, your rooster, is actually doing awesome. I moved him into the back with little mama and Emmy. Um, into the, like, behind the, the pool house, into the yard back there. And they're very much happier. They're not getting bullied. They have plenty to eat, and they're allowed to eat it. So yeah, Sparkles Your Rooster is doing awesome. Leo, uh, no one's heard from Sparky since I got pissed at him a couple weeks ago because he started bitching again about us playing Liana's show, saying we were taking advantage of her after she had already addressed that. And I basically told him off and he hasn't been here since. So. How yeah, I don't know how we're taking advantage of her when I literally like end the good book every day with, hey, we're about to play Liana's show. Please go watch it on her own channels. But anyway. Twitch. Twitch.
the fuck is Twitch? Yeah. I don't know. I guess he's pissy about us broadcasting replays overnight and whatnot. When I'd be more than happy for him to come broadcast on here. Like, yeah, no I'll shit. fucking give him the stream case, but he didn't want to hear it. So, whatever. Oh, that might. Whatever. Just be a little bitch. I don't give a fuck. That wasn't going that far, but. I will. I don't give a fuck. Apparently, is. You have now said twice. Mm -hmm. I love everybody. I don't give a fuck. Got it. Yep. All right. 50 year old Scotch. Damn. Yeah. You might have to drive to Oregon to meet um, Craig out there. Washington. Washington, right? Washington. 50 year old Scotch. Holy shit. Mm hmm. That's some good shit. You got some McCallums? All right. So this little fucking piss rag. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, hon. I mean, please, just go ahead. Just let it out. Dude, it's Jake Sullivan. <laughs> this this <laughs> Oh, listen to what he says here. This is um, so telling right here. On FISA, there are a couple of amendments that are being considered. One of them would require a warrant for every query of lawfully collected data. If that were to pass and get into the bill, would the president veto that bill? Uh, so I'm not in a position to stand here today and make veto threats on behalf of the president. Those are, are um, you know, decisions for him to make. What I will tell you is that we do not believe that that serves the national security interests of the United States. And in fact, today I will be making that case to a number of members uh, that the warrant requirement as conceived is not the best way actually to ensure the protection of the personal privacy of Americans. There are a number of other elements of the bill that we have supported that would reform and update FISA to protect the civil liberties of Americans. But a warrant requirement from our perspective would go too far in undermining the very purpose of FISA. And frankly, it would put victims at risk. Uh, that one's all you, babe. Should you have to go before a judge and present your case as to why you should be spying on American people? Every fucking time. Does that go too far in protecting the no. privacy rights of Americans? No. Just checking. Nope. 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 See, this is look, 702. I don't look, if you're going to go, we had a rule when you were in a country, you always pretended that everybody was of the origin of that country, unless you were told differently. Okay. So for instance, if we were in America, let's say, and we were doing our job and in the process of doing our job, we saw some Americans doing some illegal shit. Okay. Our job now has to stop because we're not allowed to continue because we can't be involved in that. We're not allowed to be. We can't tell the police shit. And we're not allowed to do anything else. We got to take a step back and walk the fuck away. All right. And I've seen that happen. I've seen it happen where we just called the cops. The cops showed up. 
arrested the sons of bitches and they took them away and we never had to say anything because they didn't even know we were there. Um, hey, shit happens. Point is, a 702 is what keeps us and what it is is a form, it's a document, it's an affidavit that you submit to a judge to support the reason why you are going to violate somebody's constitutionally protected rights and you're not going to tell them about it. Absolutely should you have to. It's like the 10th man rule in Israel. Okay? If nine guys all come to the same conclusion about one topic, it is the 10th man's decision responsibility responsibility to go the other direction i i completely think that you should it's that same premise if you have two people that are arguing one case one guy should hear the case and make the decision especially when it comes to at least warrants do you have enough to violate someone's civil rights and i think only a judge should be able to answer that And, and, and yes, I absolutely believe any time that you're going to fucking do anything, you do anything constitutionally protected, you better have gone in front of a judge before you do it. Because if you don't, God help you. I, I, dead serious. Like, I, like, for instance, Waco. Waco. You want to know when I knew Waco was bullshit? When they said they had no warrant the day they showed up with the SWAT team. I said, wait a minute. There was not even a warrant to search? No. Because if you remember how it started, it started with shots fired between a police officer and the Branch Davidians. And then all of a sudden, all the SWAT teams and then the FBI showed up. And next thing you know, it's a hostage negotiation. There was never a warrant to search Waco. And the premise of that whole show that aired on TV, that was actually the point. There was never a warrant to search there. So... How they got on the property was because of police. When police showed up and they were fired at, that's how they got on the, which they never were fired at, apparently, from what we understand. Yeah, it was all faked. So Talk about a false flag. Yeah, that's the way it went down. The, it was like this cop that today, you want to see a funny video? Do you have that video uh, of the egg corn cop? I sent it to you. I, I, I know. I don't know if you pulled it. I don't know where you would have put it. It's- but. Would have been funny though. Let's see. It's not that funny because when you hear the details behind it. Um, well, it was funny when I saw it right here. This one. Scroll down here. You're killing my Russian roulette game here. I know. But I, I, it, well, it just fits. It fits right in. Slides right in. It's perfect. It's a perfect segue. Hmm. Yeah, if I can find there it is. Okay. (sighs) 
fired! Shots fired! All right, I'm not going to play this for another two minutes here. So this is just a body cam. <sighs> this guy, uh, all right, so understand how this went out. When this went out, this is Edcorn Cop. Uh, Edcorn hit the vehicle next to him, and that's what happened. That's what he did. An acorn fell on his patrol car, and he thought it was a bullet. Like he was standing next to his car. Yep. And an acorn fell on his car. And it ricocheted off his car and it hit him. And he thought he got hit by a bullet. And he didn't know where it came from. So he unloaded his entire magazine into his own car. <laughs> Understand, though, this is apparently a veteran, a Green Beret, who did a couple of combat tours. So he obviously had a PTSD episode, which is why he said he felt weird. It's a lot of adrenaline. He might have a nut allergy too. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. A fucking acorn bounced off your car. You fucking turned around and dropped 13 fucking rounds in it. And you said you got Folks, this is why I uh, I, I completely endorse. Yes, he did have a suspect in the back of the cruiser. And somehow the suspect miraculously was completely unscathed. Nothing hit him. Nothing. He's he good to go. Uh, uh, this is why I completely support microdosing. Keeps all those feelings and exactly where they need to be. <laughs> I saw this one today. Um, do you know? It, it was like uh, I found this guy on Instagram. It's like uh, 
telling dirty do- jokes to my grandma and it's fucking hysterical because it's like all these old ladies like hanging out and like this lady's old lady's fucking like kitchen and shit <laughs> and she goes uh he goes hey grandma why did jesus have so many followers and she looks around and, and all the ladies are like looking around going i don't know you I mean he was like he's he's the lord da, da, da. he goes no back then everybody heard he was hung like this and holy shit these ladies fucking oh you're going to hell for that one yeah you are I was like, holy shit. That's terrible. <laughs> this is my fucked up dark humor. Anyway, Acorn Cop resigned. His partner did not, and she also fired shots and missed the suspect entirely. Um, apparently, both of them sucked at aiming at nothing. But, uh, but um, well, I mean, when you're firing but at she, a ghost, how do you know you didn't she, kill a she, ghost? She fired because her partner told her that he had shots fired at him, so she fired the same price that he did. Yeah, yeah. Backed her partner. Up. Absolutely. She did the right thing yeah. based on the information that she was given at the time. He got nutted. And uh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Those acorns are dangerous. I tell you what. They sprout so fucking quick and then you got fucking trees growing all over the place. It's a real pain in the ass. Not saying anything. I know. I'm sorry. Poor guy. I feel bad for him. This is why I didn't. I, I was very glad when Mick's um, police career was incredibly short and not so sweet. Okay. I thought it was very sweet. Until you got fired the day after you graduated from the academy. Well, hey, I obviously didn't want to do the job. Obviously. Obviously. But I will say that um, just before you went to the Academy, when when we were deciding whether or not he should go be a cop, we walked through Savannah on New Year's Eve downtown where in a spot where you couldn't see the river. And we did it on purpose because all you heard was bang, 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 but you couldn't see where it was coming from. We did it as a test. He about broke my fucking hand. So I was pretty glad that um, he didn't become a cop because he could have been acorn cop right there. Honestly. Yeah, but it took like something a lot bigger than an acorn is my point to get me worked up. I mean, an acorn? Dude, we have enough acorns around here that fall all the fucking time on shit. They're They're not. We have acorns too. Stop. Yeah, okay, maybe, but. You fuck. Yeah, yeah. You have fucking two gigantic maple trees right fucking there. I know. Like I said, they sprout up so quick, and I end up with fucking trees all over the place. Anyway, <sighs> I, I'm just saying, acorn, dude. That's the fucking squirrels in that stupid animated movie were fucking chasing an acorn. That's how small we're talking here. How did that sound like a bullet? I, it was really quiet. Everything else was really quiet. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. See, you know how I know he hasn't seen any combat. Because he doesn't know what a real bill. (laughs) The rest of us that have been fighting. Mm -hmm. Look, I'll tell you right now, folks. 
you, you don't you get into a fight on a post and you're away from your gear you don't go wait i don't have my ear protection no you start shooting and yeah when you shoot long enough with no ear protection on you eventually become deaf it's just like one of those things especially when your buddy's got a fucking 240 right there and decides to go ape shit with a fucking three bag fucking belt. And I was like, Oh my God. Oh, well, we don't, we don't have any of that left. Actually, you're going to make me go off my own fucking rails. You know, what are you doing? I was doing this on purpose and now I've got to do this because I don't know what you got to do. I do. Oh, this is going to hurt. This really is going to hurt. Listen, listen. And the way it works is we supply Ukraine with military equipment from our stockpiles. And then we spend our money replenishing those stockpiles so our military has access to them. Stockpiles that are made right here in America by American workers. Many people believe Joseph. Dum, 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 dum. That's apparently how it works now. We drain our own supply of military weapons and equipment. We sent all that shit that we had in storage to Ukraine. And now we're waiting on the weapons manufacturers to make more for us. All here in the U.S. Didn't most of that shit get shut down? Mm. Hmm. Is that how that works, babe? Is that, is that how that used to work? No. It's not how that used to work, but nope. apparently that's how that works now. Did he just tell our enemies that we are out of weapons because we sent them all to Ukraine? Why? Why, Joe? Why? Because you all know what's coming. You all look, folks, if you don't get it. All right. You want to know what's coming? This is what's coming. One of two things is going to happen first. Either our will is going to break. And if it, we rise up. Okay. And or if that doesn't happen, because that's what they're, that's the string they're tugging on right now. And I have something all about guns to tell you about too, that are, that's coming up too, because that's coming back into the news as well. Oh, oh yeah. Because they're looking Oh, hardcore. Um, uh, so, what they say? Uh, um, assault rifles and large, ma large capacity magazines, I believe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, A, that's the big one. They're coming after us right now. They're pushing. They're tugging on that string. They're trying to get us to snap. Okay. I, I, I know that's the eventual end result of everything. But either way, right now, they're trying to push that one harder for some reason. Their plan B is either another country, China, more than likely is the one I suspect is going to turn essentially the U S into the third world. We're, we're talking attacks every day. We're talking barbed wire everywhere. We're talking people just getting randomly killed on the street. I mean, shit just going absolutely haywire, absolutely sideways. They remember they don't want to destroy us. They just want to kill us. They don't want to destroy the country. They want the land. They want the land. They just don't want the people they, on it currently. Bingo. 
They want to get rid of us. Mm-hmm. The so, Chinese already have every single house in the U.S. Uh, mapped out and designated for one of their own citizens. One of the two is going to happen first. And oh, in England, Scotland, all of you folks up. What in the fuck are you? Are you dancing over no, here? My fever cold and my slippers over there. Holy shit. <laughs> Sorry. But you guys in England, Scotland, if you guys think you're off out, out of this, no, you're all part of this. All of that shit's going to happen in Europe as well. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, your replacements are coming over on boats th- up through Italy. That's what you all have to look forward to. They, so yeah, they're already there. Get ready. I mean, y'all know that they're already there. Just like they're already here. They're just like, yeah, it's already happened. That's what the big push is. Mm -hmm. That's why this migration North is happening. That's what it's being called. The great minor migration North. So folks, it's coming. One of two things, our will is going to break first or they're going to invade. I don't know which, and that's not fear porn. Look at all this. All of the signs point that way. Every signal points that way. Do you know that fucking the mayor of Chicago is getting rid of ShotSpotter in the city where more bullets are fired on any given weekend than any range in anywhere in America? More bullets are fired in Chicago than anywhere else in the world. Well, he can't afford it anymore because he spent so much money taking care of the illegals. But they're it's the Republicans' fault because they sent them there. They're getting rid of shot. No, they think it's it it targets black people. Well, they're the ones firing the shots. <laughs> I was like, well, if the numbers are based that way, then that's what it is, dude. It's not racist. If a white person went out and shot a gun, it'd show that too. Dude, next they're gonna say that AI is racist. Dude, I just can't wait. Somebody was uh, somebody uh, yesterday in the Chicago media was predicting the number of deaths after the first weekend that shot spotter is gone. And they're they're talking they're they're talking about an epic numbers like it's numbers nine like eleven every day we haven't seen in Chicago yet. Where are they getting all those guns from? Probably the same place that everybody talks about. All these gang members that have come out and told us about Christians in action. Yeah. Just get dropped off in the corners. In the streets. Yep. Just saying. Old guns, too. Fully automatics, too. That's the crazy part. Shit you can't find here. Except in collector's editions that are, you know, collect like collections. I, I'm just telling you. Expensive. That's my belief. Or of, Uncle Jerry's house. This is my belief of what's coming. That is what I believe. That's what we're looking at. Because all this shit has got to come to a head. And they're gonna, they're not going to let Trump get elected. It's not going to happen. Come on. You all know that. You all are not stupid. It's not like we just woke up yesterday. Bullshit. We know for a fact they're not letting that election happen. It ain't happening. Mm-hmm. They're not going to lose again. They can't. They can't give up the power. We already know that when Nancy Pelosi said that Trump would never leave willingly. Yep. That was literally her projection saying that once they got into power, Biden would never We ain't never given it up. They will not leave. They, they will never give it back. They they will not. They will not. But look, listen, what I what I just say, and this she's talking about DC, but the same difference. In DC, homicides are up, crime is up, car drivers spiking. Simple question. Does the president believe the nation's capital is safe for Americans from across the country to come visit? I mean, look, we we hear the reports and see the data as well. 
uh, and all violent crime anywhere is completely unacceptable, not just here in DC. We're gonna call them all out uh, in communities across the country. Everyone in every community in this country wants the same thing. They want their families uh, to be safe and uh, and not get into uh, uh, not get into um, you know politics on this. The president is wanting to make sure that communities feel safe, and we're not seeing that from congressional Republicans. We're just not. Uh, they continue to get in the way. The president has taken action. He puts he puts that in his budget every day, making sure that we uh, make communities safer. And we're just not seeing that from Republicans. And so we're going to continue to do our job here. Uh, we want Congress, uh, co Republican congressional members to join us in that. And I'm going to leave it there. We, we don't want to play politics on this because everybody, regardless of your political party, is concerned about safety. But it's the Republicans' fault. That's literally what she just said. No, that's exactly what she just said. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the Republicans' fault. It's the Republicans' fault. We're not playing politics, but it's the Republicans' fault. Well, fuck me, Ron. It's not our fault that D.C. has... When was the last time D.C. even saw a Republican? Not counting, you know, Trump. As a uh, as a mayor or... Uh, yeah, a mayor or like the people that oh, actually shit. run D.C. When was the last time there was a Republican 70s? 70s? in D.C.? 70s? So Watergate, how, yeah. how is it the Republicans fault when I was born? Mm. Okay. We live in fucking clown world. I mean, we all know this. We all know this. You know, Biden's diver uh, diverting veterans affairs resources to illegal immigrants. We know that, right? You, you all were aware of this. You know that, right? Yeah. Cause VA gets too much money. Yeah. 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 Well, here's your here's your Chicago mayor for you. How's our friend in Chicago doing anyway? Have you talked to him lately? Who? He gets shot yet? Our lawyer. Oh. Our lawyer lives in Chicago. I'm like, why the fuck do you still live there? Because he gets more business up there. No shit. He's literally an ambulance chaser. I gave him a dollar retainer some 25 years ago, and he's our lawyer. We send legal shit to him. For that that case. I, matter of fact, I reached out to him when I was going to sue uh, Lucky Charps. <laughs> I, I was <laughs> wanted to sue General Mills for their oh. brand Lucky Charms oh. because I felt that it was um, making fun of Irish people. And I felt there you was a lot. I was very offended. You were very offended. You I, got triggered by Lucky Charms. I was. I was very triggered by Lucky Charms, especially when they came out with the new magic rainbow because I didn't support the rainbow. I don't support the rainbow. I no. say we need to take the rainbow back. I, I say we do, but I don't think we need it in a breakfast cereal. I just don't support the rainbow. Lucky Charms is not a breakfast cereal. It's a poison dessert. And it's my favorite, it by is. the way. It's my favorite breakfast cereal, but it's literally all fucking poison. And it's, it's not crack, breakfast. It's crack, but I mean, <laughs> I, I, you know, I reached out to him for that. He didn't want to write the brief on it. He, he laughed I was trying it. to be as angry as I could because I was very emotional about it. He's also Irish, by the way. Did you little green guys He's, walking around in this grass? I was very okay. upset. I did not like that. I thought that. Yes, they're magically we're delicious. Not. We're not. <laughs> she won't even touch it anymore. She doesn't even put her mouth on it. Hey. I got to talk to her like a child. Put it in your mouth and pretend like you like it. When was the last time I saw you running through the, the fields with the grass tickling your balls? <laughs> last March when I was wearing my kilt. And <laughs> yeah. Because that should be a Lucky Charms commercial. I'm just saying. They're magically delicious. Yes. 
<laughs> oh, how do I feel about Scots? I mean, aren't they the, kind of the same? We love this guy's group. Most of the Irish were Scots that got kicked out for being assholes. Yeah, well. <laughs> that's true. It's true. It's true. No, actually, no, that's not. Actually, we're like one of the few. We're only one of. Okay. We're, we're the, the Irish... only, we're the only family in all of Ireland that have a, that has a tartan. We have an actual tartan. There's three and a half million of you. I know, but we have. Alive right now. I know. But we're the only ones with a tartan in Ireland. Nobody had a, everybody else wore kilts. The O'Reilly we, clan. We wore tartans because were such we were originally Scotland from Scotland. That they got kicked out and they went to Ireland. And now there's three and a half million of them alive right now. Our children have 3.5 million living cousins. And we have like a family tree with detailed records of yeah, who's where everywhere. and how many It kids. takes up an entire wall of our house if we were to put it up. Um, a big wall, That's too. only our leg of the tree if we went Maybe to we my full the big family. The, couch. the full family goes from... It, take up the, it took up the walls an of the auditorium uh, mm -hmm. where we were at that place the whole, mm -hmm. all the way around. It took up one of the ballrooms all the way around for the whole family tree. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, this guy is not Irish. He doesn't even qualify as black Irish. I'm sorry. No. No. The $17 million investment for these 18 black and brown small businesses is really the, um, it really captures what I call the soul of Chicago. It's who we are. Last May, the city of Chicago called on the food depository to help feed new arrivals. The $17 million dollar investment so he basically called on an immigrant shop and paid them a, a butt ton of money from city funds and now he can't fulfill the promises to minority businesses that he made yeah mm -hmm. because he spent all the money on the immigrants wow what do you know well it's okay oh hey look it, it's uh it's fanny willis's soul sister right here i bet they're hey, all friends sister, seriously sister. They all they all know you each other, you know that, right? Sister, isn't that a song? Mm -hmm. Did you have a sister song like that? Uh, yeah. This is um. Oh, look, this this is a corrupt mayor in Illinois. Go figure. Wait, isn't? Oh no, I bet they went to Howard together though. Right. I bet they were there about the same time that. Uh huh. Well, I don't. Kamala was. She's much older than they are. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to answer how taxpayer dollars are being spent. That seems I just, odd. I just answered it. This is from the mayor of Dalton, Illinois. Her name is Tiffany Henyard. Uh, and she got into a bit of a scandal. She's maybe been using some tax dollars for things she shouldn't have. And listen to her explanation of kind of why she did it and how we should all treat her. Y'all should be ashamed of y'all. Y'all black. Y'all are black. And y'all sitting up here beating and attacking on a black woman that's in power. Y'all should be ashamed of yourselves. Dalton's difficulties got worse in recent weeks with water main breaks, Henyard blames on trustee budget cuts. Then four people were shot and injured last week, leaving nerves frayed and Henyard's opponents pointing out her sizable security detail. It's unfortunate that politics are being played, but what has happened is a million dollars out of my budget has been cut because of politics. Y'all forget I am the leader. They want to hear from the mayor. If y'all ain't learned that yet, the mayor, not the trustees that don't do nothing, that only run their mouth. Y'all don't do no work, no work. 
Tiffany Henyard considers herself something of a crusader, but one who's clearly annoyed by questions from a rebellious group of Dalton trustees who are in a standoff with her overspending. At the end of the day, vendors are not being paid. Board approved it. The vendors are not being paid. How about you be a good leader, bring RFPs to the forefront. So not just us, but the residents and everybody else in America know how the money is being spent. WGN Investigates has cataloged tens of thousands of taxpayer dollars spent on trips, meals, and more by Tiffany Henyard and her allies in Dalton and on the Thornton Township Board, where she's the supervisor. Township credit card records show Henyard and other officials spent more than $67,000 on trips to Portland, Austin, Atlanta, and New York City. Many of the flights were first class. So were the accommodations. In Atlanta, Henyard and her team stayed at the Four Seasons Hotel, costing taxpayers more than $9,000. In New York, the bill came to $13,000. Henyard has refused to explain the specific purpose of the trips. Mayor Henyard and other top officials traveled to Sin City in May to attend a shopping center conference. It's unclear if it helped Dalton land any deals. Don't have a clue. We're all in the dark. Not only are the residents in the dark, but the trustees are also in the dark as well. I do not handle anything as relates to with credit cards. As you heard me speak today in my board meeting about, I do not handle that. Some of those charges are for you though. No, sir. You didn't go to Las Vegas? What is that? No comment. You don't know if you were in Las Vegas? Of course I do. Were you? It's not paid by them. Did you fly first class to Las Vegas? Any other questions? Actually, yes. The credit card records do shed some light on tax dollars spent at several restaurants near the Strip, including Cafe Hollywood and Hot and Juicy Crawfish. All right, any other questions? So you're not gonna answer how taxpayer dollars are being spent? That seems I just, odd. I just answered it. What do you mean? I just answered your questions. You said you wouldn't answer about Las Vegas. You asked me a question and I responded. All right, I know that was a rather long clip, but I think you can see. Yeah, let uh, actually, you wanna hear I'm kind Ruben? of interested to hear what Ruben has to say about this. Uh, do you guys know who he is? Does every, everybody? Yeah. I, I'm just making sure. Okay. All right. Well, just let him play because Why we didn't feel we could edit that. There's just so much in there. Um, how about before we get into the million dollars that the police doesn't have and all the other the vendors that aren't being paid and everything else? Gad, you're a, you're a master of communication and trying to help people know themselves a little bit better and live a better life. Her demeanor, her general demeanor when uh, speaking. First off, the way she just talked to the reporter there at the end. Uh, no, like just I'm I'm a liar. You know I'm a liar. And then the way she's berating the people at the beginning, like she's going to replace Biden, basically is what I'm saying, right? Like she's got <laughs> she's got the entire toolkit to be president. It, yeah, it's I mean it's unbelievable. Her chutzpah is truly uh, blinding. It's unreal. But I'd like I'd like to draw an analogy between this progressive calculus. You can't criticize me. I'm a black woman in power, and compare that progressive calculus to Sharia Islamic law. And under Sharia law, the, the punishment for a crime depends on the identity of the perpetrator and the victim. So mm -hmm. if a Jewish man kills a Muslim man, it's not the same penalty as if it were reversed, right? Justice is not blind under Sharia law. It's the exact same principle that happens under progressive 
calculus, right? Mm -hmm. Because it says whether you can judge whether I've committed an ethical breach or whether I am a good president of Harvard University or any other metric of a meritocracy depends on certain immutable characteristics. So progressive calculus is literally akin to Sharia law. And one has to think whether this is something that we want to codify within our society. It's grotesque. Dude, I, I've met that, like, I've met people just like that woman before. I That is, you, you see it. Did you, all right. Oh, yeah. Did you see the little the smirk? This, the, no, it wasn't, it's a smirk, but it's the explosion. It's mm -hmm. like the, oh, shit, I'm caught. Oh, yeah. Boom. And they're like, you see the, like, the eyes mm -hmm. go up and then they come right back. They're like, they do the whole, mm -hmm. they're right back down. And, and then she's no like, comment. then she's like, yeah, no comment. No comment. And then she had trouble speaking. That That is textbook, textbook, body language, yep. textbook. Neuro, uh, uh, was it? Uh, when I worked in non-linguistic uh, neuro, neuro programming or whatever. When I worked in hotels, there was this one lady. She came for a conference every year. She brought her dad with her. And it was for a government conference, right? Um, I don't know, municipal workers, whatever the fuck it was. Anyway, so everybody got assigned a standard room. If you wanted a room and upgrades were paid per upgrade, right? If you wanted a suite, you paid an extra hundred bucks. If you wanted a balcony on your room, you paid an extra 20 bucks. You wanted a river view with a balcony, you paid an extra 40 bucks or 50 bucks, whatever it was, right? The river view was $30, balcony was another 20, so on and so forth. So everybody checks in at the same time because this conference starts, right? They all get off work. They all drive down from Atlanta, seven o'clock at night. You remember those nights when I was at the hotel forever, seven o'clock at night, we literally have 400 people standing in the hotel with tax forms and government credit cards that don't have enough money to cover their incidentals. The computer automatically takes out, right? All, I mean, all this craziness, absolutely crazy. Four lines of people and it's, it's wild. And this one lady comes up and she says, well, I want a riverfront room with a balcony. And I said, absolutely. Do you want to, are you authorized to put that on your government credit card for the upgrade? Or do you want to pay that on a personal card? And she was like, oh no, I'm not paying for it. Um, yes, ma'am, you are. Oh no, honey, I'm black. You're going to give it to me because I brought my daddy with me and he needs to sit out on the balcony and watch the boats come by in the morning with his coffee. And you're going to give it to me because I'm black. The whole lobby is full. It's about half and half. And I, I looked at her, I said, no, ma'am, I'm not. I don't care what color you are. I'm going to give it to you if you have the money to pay for it. Mind you, I was a director of operations, so I could say shit like that and get away with it. And, uh, and she started calling me a racist in the lobby at the top of her fucking lungs in front of like 400 people. Call me a racist. I walked away. I just walked away. I went and got my general manager. I was like, I, I, I was so pissed. I was shaking like visibly shaking. I was so angry. I don't get angry like that very often, but you call me a racist because you're pulling the fucking race card. Oh, fuck you. No. Of course, my boss was a fucking pussy and he gave her the riverfront room with the balcony for no additional fee. And I think he probably comped her parking because like I said, he was a fucking pussy. But like I said, I've met that woman before <laughs> or one just like her.
Fuck Fanny Willis. Same damn thing. Did you see how she walked up to the desk? Don't you? Oh, don't you? What's under the Z's, please? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, that, that, that just... You see that? I You see that in white women. Oh, oh those Karens? Mm, oh, my, mm. Like... Uh, oh, no, no, that's not my... Oh, we were on a job site. This is hysterical. So we're on this job site. All this work's going on at this house, right? Um, and uh, it's hysterical. This lady's there and you can tell that she's either the one paying for it, buying it or whatever. You could tell because she doesn't fit in. Right. Man, I was walking by, I'm carrying this rail for one of the motors we're putting up. And she's like, Hey, can you pick that up? And I was like, yep. Yeah. And I just kept walking. My boss goes, what'd she say? I was like, I have no idea. And he just kind of looked at me, goes, really? I was I don't, I don't work for her. I, I'm here to do a job. I'm not here to do somebody else's job. That sounds like she was talking to the wrong boy. You need to go get the other boy. That's not me. <laughs> and he started laughing. He's just like, yeah, fuck it. Whatever. Let's roll. <sighs> I never did go pick up what she wanted. Went in the garage and kept working. And when I was done, I left. I was just like, yeah. If it wasn't your trash, you don't have to pick I'm it up. I'm not fucking picking it up. Ain't yep. my job. You're not paying me for that. You're paying me to do this. Fuck you. Mm. Fuck you. Pay me. Damn straight. Fuck you. Pay me. Yep. Yeah. I don't care. Oh, your kid broke his legs? Tough shit. Fuck, Fuck you. you. Pay, pay me. me. Oh, your house burnt down? <laughs> Fuck you. Pay me. Oh, your mom's on dialysis? Fuck you. Pay, pay me. That's how this works. It's the mob, folks. Not anymore. Be nicer if it was. It really, it would work better. Yeah, people actually had something to fear back then. Yeah. Now, now they just fear their cities the being government. overrun by no, illegals. The government. The government. Their government. Here's uh, Lakewood, Colorado. And this is crazy because um, I think they're going to play a clip in here that I know exactly where it was because I used to live there. I used to run my dogs through this field and now it's not. This transfer station, which is going to turn into a money pit and a magnet for every criminal that's coming across the border. Don't we have enough problems in Lakewood without importing them from Denver, who is saying, yeah, Lakewood, you're stupid enough to take all of them. Take our problems, you dummies. It's a money pit, and you guys are responsible for our money. Don't screw it up. This is going to be a money pit. Can't you guys think five minutes ahead? Do us a big favor and just quit. Get your sorry bucks up and leave. Any city resources, time or money, focused on non-citizens, necessarily steals from our infrastructure, schools, security, and human services. And we are already doing our part as federal taxpayers. Colorado Springs has already told Denver no migrants and you must do the same. City manager and city staff should be focused on the immediate needs of Lakewood. Should residents who've lived here and paid taxes here their entire lives have to worry if their car will still be in their driveway tomorrow morning when they get up to go to work? 
Should they worry about shoplifters who have no fear of shoplifting cartfuls of items out of stores while they pay for their groceries? Focus on being good neighbors and fixing what ails Lakewood first. Last few years, we've seen our quiet Lakewood suburb turn into a place where there's drugs, prostitution, and crime all over. And we've seen increasing support for building facilities for the homeless. But if we do that, we're going to become the center for Colorado to send their homeless. Um, I'd love to hear the actions that you're going to take to prevent a mass influx of migrants from coming into Lakewood. You could punish heavy drug use that we're seeing openly done at Colfax and on the light rail. Um, you could take an active stance against human trafficking. Um, what are all these seedy massage parlors everywhere? Mm, Damn. That wasn't the clip, but yeah, there's, um, they used to have all these big open fields in Lakewood and Westminster and Aurora and whatnot. And so I'll clip on the news the other day. It was literally the field that was like right outside the first apartment building that I lived in when I lived in Colorado. It's all homeless. It's all it's all tents. It's turned into a tent city. Holy shit! It's all homeless. It's one after another after another. Yeah. Well, where do six million people go? Where do you put them? I mean, seriously. But Come that's on, not folks. even the migrants. That's just the homeless. Well, that's our homeless. That's even worse because they got priced out of living in their homes. Yeah. Yeah. They can't fucking afford it, dude. I, I the, there's this guy I started following. I guess the YouTube dude. I don't know. YouTuber, whatever I guess you call him, um, he sold his home. Bought it well, before he sold his home. He bought a trailer for like two hundred bucks, and he built a camper on it. And he fucking sold his home, paid off his bills, and now he fucking lives out in the woods in this camper. I was like, holy shit! I mean. Get on him. Yeah, but that's that's it. He's like, fuck that. I'm done. I couldn't afford it. No, that's it. Like, all right. Hmm. Michigan voters going into the election on CBS. Nonetheless. Are you better off now than you were in January uh, of 2021? No, I'm not. I mean, that's, that's me being honest. I'm working five times harder when I calculate everything. Hours worked. The amount of money bringing in is nowhere near as high as it was in 2020 or 2021. How do you feel? I worry. I mean, I have two kids who are 19 and 21. What I'm reading and hearing about the job market, I'm scared for them. I'm really scared for them. Are you better off now than you were? Hmm. Hmm. Wait, Bidenomics, though. I thought everybody was going to feel it. Oh, they're feeling it. They're feeling like I just got fucked in the ass. Exactly. That's what I'm feeling. I think we're good for a, another. Let's go until 8.30. You good with that? Yes. All right. We ended a little early last night. So we, we did. We did. And we do have still, I haven't even gotten into today's news. This is still the shit from. I know. The week. That's just been piling, piling up. up. We just can't get through fucking shit because they keep dropping these massive stories that are epic and stupid all at the same <laughs> Although the family will issue, it's funny as it's fuck. It's funny as fuck. And we all need a little humor. You know what worries not investors so much, but the average Joe in America are these inflation numbers because one listed among the data that we got in these inflation numbers was the average hourly earnings are now down 
2.1% from where they were in January 21 when President Biden took over. The average American is getting hit hardest by this hot inflation number. You know what worries? Not no, you guys want to know what this is about? You want to know what these numbers are about? Mm. Do you remember last month we were, uh, I'm sorry, not last month, late October. You remember when you played that little story about how they found out that the numbers were all bullshit? Oh, yeah. That were reported that yeah, yeah, all yeah. the numbers yep. were bullshit. Yeah, yep. all, the, all the, the job numbers, all the everything numbers, all of them, all of them were faked. These are real ones. Cause they got called on the carpet about it. They were, they, they knew, we knew that it was all bullshit. It all shook out at the end that it was all bullshit. And these are now real numbers. Now you're getting re real numbers reported and shit. Every, the floor just dropped out. Matter of fact, the, I don't know uh, if you looked down the bottom right corner, the Dow was already down 435 points in total for that day. It lost over a thousand points just that day alone, just from those, the real that numbers was, being reported. Uh, it's the 13th. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> well, here you go, America. If this doesn't piss you off, I don't know what will. Um. Well, everything we play, I mean, everything thought, is, I was hoping it was pissing people off, but I, I guess it's not bad enough yet. I mean, it's just Rubio. He pisses me off just, I was about just to by say, looking, just at looking at him. One of the things I see a lot in South Florida are people that have been in this country. They maybe came from Cuba 45 years ago. They've worked here their entire lives. They retire. They get $800, $900, $1,000 a month from Social Security. And then they run into somebody who just got here from Cuba three months ago. 29 years old, doesn't work, and is given $1,500 a month in benefits by our government because they're refugees. That refugee, a year later, is traveling back to Cuba 15 times. So you're a refugee fleeing oppression from a place that you now go back and visit 15 times the following year. And in the meantime, we're giving you Medicaid, food stamps, uh, health care for your children, cash payments from the refugee fund. So imagine if you've been working here for 40 years and your social security check is smaller than the benefits going to a 28-year-old, able-bodied person who just got here. That's real. That happens. That's happening every day. That makes no sense. You know what I'm tired of? The theatrics in Congress and nothing gets I, done. I, I am, but this is what I'm tired of, right? We, we know there's a lot of charities that are down there on the border right now, right? That They're, they're getting like paid millions of dollars to basically smuggle people across the border. Mm -hmm. Okay. Where's why haven't any congressmen, why haven't any senators started an investigation into these NGOs? Why hasn't anybody brought that up in Congress? Why is the, why are these, why are these groups specifically allowed to be centered where they're at, at the border? Money. Wait, where are Congress people? Money, they're getting paid off. I, I'm asking, no, I'm asking you guys, what have we done to hold their feet to the fire? We just kind of forget about it. We send an email and then we forget about it. Memory hold, because we're not there, we're not dealing with it. But I always wonder why we haven't heard anything about that. Even the staunch, like, hardcore MAGA guys haven't said anything about doing anything like that or starting a committee to investigate these NGOs that are being paid millions. Seriously, I saw a receipt of what 
of what they sent the federal government and what they were asking reimbursements for, for millions of dollars, $3.7 million to be exact Mm -hmm. for one of them. Why haven't we, that's the racket. That's where the money's being funneled through. That's how the money's going back across the border to the fucking cartels. That's where this racket, that's the gray area. That's why nobody's touching it because exactly they are being paid off. Because if we were to all of a sudden understand that these NGOs are just fronts for the fucking cartels on this side of the border. Yeah. That the money comes from them to us, to the government. It gets, guess what it does? It gets washed laundered as they like to say and then funneled back across the border Hmm. it's been going on for generations now we're just seeing it now it's just out in the open but hey so um biden ranting about shrinkflation our friend uh professor strange here had something to say about it Joe Biden has headed up to here with the shrinkage. He needs a break. A few days ago, the elderly man with poor memory whose henchmen are deconstructing our nation put out a Super Bowl ad complaining about the inflation they caused. In the ad, Biden went after companies for so-called shrinkflation when they keep the price the same but reduce the size. He accused companies of trying to pull a fast one and playing the American people for, quote, suckers. Now, you know, Biden was serious because he did ask them to give him a break. He didn't name names, but several brands were visible in the ad, including Doritos, Gatorade, and Breyers ice cream. Of course, companies have been doing precisely that, reducing portion sizes, because customers cannot afford the products they could before this mentally challenged president unleashed the worst inflation in 50 years. To the point that groceries cost 25% more and household paper products, that's toilet paper for muggles, cost 35% more. Those are official numbers, of course. People posting their actual grocery bills online say the inflation is a lot worse, even with the shrinkage. Pile on rising green regulations that lay new costs on food producers, allegedly for global warming, and you've got a one-two punch driving up costs. Now, Government scapegoating the things they break is nothing new, and usually they do go after companies who are less sympathetic in public opinion. In a pinch, they will go after consumers as well. A few months ago, I mentioned a wave of mainstream articles blaming the American people for inflation. One gem from Atlantic Magazine was literally titled, Inflation is Your Fault, complaining that, quote, if people are so mad about high prices, why do they keep buying so many expensive things? So if you buy food when it's gone up, you are part of the problem. So is it true? Are America's grocers pulling a fast one? In fact, groceries are one of the lowest margin businesses in existence. The industry-wide margin is 2.2%. So they make 2.2 cents on the dollar. That means that when the federal government prints up $7 of fresh dollars, courtesy of the Federal Reserve, and then dump those $7 into the money supply, grocers are faced with two choices. They can either raise prices or they can reduce portions. Now, if American families were swimming in money, of course, they would just raise the price. But when, as now, 96% of Americans are worried about the economy, they can't afford those higher prices, and so shrinkflation it is. So what's next? Brought to you by Unchained.com. Ever since Biden's inflation took off, Washington has been champing at the bit to not only scapegoat that inflation, but to use it as an excuse 
to seize even more power over food. We are seeing kinetic pushback in Europe, which is already several years ahead on the green jihad. But even these schemers in Congress are busily trying to convert the scapegoat into fresh regulation. One recent report by Democrat Bob Casey was released to, quote, hold companies accountable for higher grocery prices, which in Washington means to seize control and command of the industry on behalf of activists and lobbyists. Elizabeth Warren has been on the warpath for years now, trying to do to food what she has already done for banking. Happily, the American people are not buying it. A fresh poll from ABC says almost 90% think Biden is not fit to serve. He will, of course, keep ranting. Congress will keep scheming. But hopefully we'll have new management before they break food to the point that we are down to the bugs. Okay, we'll be watching. Let me ask you a question. Now, Let me pretend like I have an answer. Yeah. You know, when you see movies with specific brands in there, mm -hmm. right? Doritos. Brand marketing. Yeah. Breyers ice cream. Yeah. Right? They pay to be in there. Mm -hmm. But you can't put a brand name food in an advertisement without their express permission. You, I don't know if it's that or you can't use their name. Correct. No, I mean, you, no, you, you can't. Yeah. All right. You can like. Like, like for instance, that's why we don't put drinks or anything. Everything's out of a cup. Yeah. If you see us, because we don't want to be sued for something stupid. Like we had, Oh, you were, you, you use our brand and blah, 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 blah. Exactly. Those brand names were very, very prominent in Biden's ad. Did he get permission? Because he's calling those companies out essentially as being thieves. They're the problem. They're the ones that are stealing from the American people, specifically Doritos and Gatorade and Breyers ice cream. You'd think those companies would be a little upset. If yeah. I were them, I'd be suing them personally. I'd be going after him. Because I, I, I don't think he got permission to use those companies in his ad. Shit, that's defamation. Exactly. You can't prove that it was those companies. If You can't prove it. It's very apparent. He didn't hide the brand You just names. tried to defame him. That's defamation. Yeah. Just saying. Hmm. Just saying. Keep an eye on that. See if uh, they uh, sue him or not. I doubt it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, inflation, this is just more on it. I mean, yeah, inflation it, rises faster than expected in January. They, they hit the, again, it was like, what's his name said after the 2023 ended so good. If you remember what um, uh, the old, the guy, the old guy that's always on Fox, I'm trying to remember his name. We played the video of him. He said, yeah, it might have ended great, but just remember in the beginning of every year, it's the worst part of the year. So, and it's true. If you go back in history, every January, February, March sucks. The first quarter blows. First quarter numbers always suck. Mm -hmm. But first quarter numbers also are supposed to show like if you had a really, really good fourth quarter, your first quarter should be really, shouldn't be so, so bad. No, our first quarter was like we were at a, a plateau, kind of moving straight across. And then all of a sudden it just went straight down. And our first quarter numbers, uh, from what I, I'm hearing, listen, halfway through, we're fucked right now. This is what KJP had to say about it. This is scary. Okay. This is honestly, this is scary.
You said the economy was in a much different place. Is there any worry that inflation might actually be picking back up and that we could see sort of a So we have concerns, basically. Um, look, um, and you, you've heard um, Jared say this from this podium uh, and many others who are part of our economic team is that we, we certainly look at trends. That is something that we do here and not read too much to, to you know, to uh, data from one month. That is how we operate here uh, and others do as well. Uh, but we certainly understand that there's more work to be done to lower costs. That is something that we're aware of. Uh, and so certainly not going to get into forecasting from here. Uh, we're going to try and continue to make progress in lowering, uh, infl in lowering uh, uh, inflation uh, as we transition to a steady and stable, uh, stable economic growth, which you hear us speak to that uh, very often. And so what I will say is uh, inflation is down two-thirds from its peak. Core inflation is the lowest since May 21st. Prices fell over the last year, as I mentioned before, gas, milk, and eggs, uh, all important products that matter to, uh, uh, to the American people. And we know that rental inflation has slowed, but it takes a while to show up in CPI. And so, look, that's what we say. We look at the trend. We see how, how the economy is moving, uh, and we don't focus on a one-month uh, one month data. And so I think that's what's important here. But we're also going to do, continue to do the work to lower costs. Go ahead. So one of our primary customers that we work for um, is a, uh, I'm not going to say where, where, but it, it's a rental. It's like, basically, I think, Linz, I bet you do this job. I think your job is the same as this rental company that, it's not a company, it's a uh, it's an apartment complex or a condo complex, more or less. Uh, they're all condos spread out over this complex and everybody lives in there. Anyway, they got garages and their garage doors always fuck up and they call us, we go fix them. Anyway, um, every ever since I really started doing this show, I've always watched because they have signs up in there for deals on, you know, if you were going to rent an apartment there and how much, uh, over the last, Eight months, I've been particularly watching when I go back, just seeing the difference in price. And I've literally watched the price go up a thousand dollars at this place right now for a two bedroom condo or whatever they call their, their condo thing. It's $3,300 a month. Yep. $3,300 a month. That's more than our mortgage. I was like, with. Holy fucking Taxes shit. And, and guess what? You still have to pay. You still have to pay electric. Mm -hmm. You still have to pay yeah, water. That's without the utilities. only thing you don't have to, the only thing you don't have to pay is garbage and you don't have to fucking pay. Um... Bar garbage is included in the taxes in the county. We don't <laughs> pay garbage separate here. That's true. Yeah. So I, I was like, wow, holy shit. $3,300. But hey, if you were in Canada, it'd be even worse. That's nuts. No Canada is one of the only countries in the world where there is reverse immigration. The dream of making it big in Canada is dying quickly. And not only do they leave, they shift their money in the forms of business and property. We're being totally taxed to death and at this rate, we'll never be able to buy a home. I do live at home with my parents. Despite earning around $90,000 a year, she can't afford a home in the municipality she leaves. Canada is one of the only countries... Damn, you're the leader of a municipality and you can't even. She's basically the mayor of a town and she's living with her parents because she makes 90 grand a year and she can't afford a house. Holy shit. Folks, this is going to happen here if we don't stop it. It's already happening here. 
We this whole thing of companies coming in and buying houses. Whatever happened to owning land? Dude, this this is this isn't oh what I'm oh what I'm about to show you. This is really fucking insane. This is here. This is in well, not here. I think it's in Portland, 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 Oregon. Check this out. This is how I got a free house in Portland, Oregon, and how you can too. So the first thing I did was find a vacant house that somebody was trying to rent. Next, I looked up how to break into a lockbox without using force. Thanks, YouTube. Next, I forged some documents. This made it look like I had a lease agreement, and I called the utility companies and had the utilities put in my name. I'm not going to pay them, but they don't know that. When the owner showed up, I politely explained that this was my house now, and they need to leave. So they call the police, and I show them my lease agreement and the utility bills, and they tell the owner that this is a civil matter, and they've got to sue me. This made the owner super angry, so she lawyers up and tries to evict me. Of course, I can't afford a lawyer, so I call up a tenant advocacy group who gives me a lawyer that's 100% free and funded by taxpayers. So my out-of-pocket is still $0. So this lawyer fights on my behalf for months and months, really driving the owner crazy and costing her tens of thousands of dollars. Finally, the owner decided it would be cheaper to just give me a chunk of cash to leave rather than continue paying the lawyer. So she writes me a check for 10 k and I move out. I didn't even have to clean the place up, and that's a good thing because I do a lot of drugs and the house looks every bit of it. Still no thank you note for aerating the walls, but whatever. So I just got nine months of free rent in a house that otherwise would have cost me three grand a month, plus a nice cash for keys check. And I wasn't even charged with anything. I always thought that stealing was wrong, but it turns out if you steal a house, it's not even against the law here. So this couldn't have worked out any better. Thanks, Portland. Okay. <laughs> We've lost our minds. We've lost our ever living fucking mind. I'm done. Oh, oh no! I'm done. Wait, there's there's one better. Before we get out of here, there's there's one Thunder. more left. Oh, wait, on. wait, that wasn't what I wanted. I mean, that kind of wait for him. There's more. Yeah, he, he does. He does he get does. a thunder kicks. I mean, he stole a house. I mean, he legally stole a house. He straight up house jacked. He I house jacked. Mean, how do you house jack? I mean, I understand fifth wheel jacking, but that's still a moving house. This is a non-moving house. It's in cement, and he stole the motherfucker. That's outstanding. Yeah, you get a thunder kicks for that. Thunder, 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 thunder kicks. Get the fuck oh, out of here! Good oh. oh. <laughs> on him, I guess. I he got paid ten grand to move out. I mean, holy shit! That's dude. That's a racket and a half. It's a fucking racket and a half right there. No shit. That's fucking hysterical. <laughs> I mean, holy shit. Squatting is becoming a business. I, I, I'm pissed that I didn't think of it. Okay, I don't right? like the guy because I didn't think of it. You're right. Okay. It's all my fault. Well, in uh, in California, I know there's some of you still living in California. In California. Fucking crazy. But yeah, hey, I, don't, I don't understand maybe that Maybe things first. are about to get better for you. Listen to this. You're calling for a $50 an hour federal minimum wage. That's seven times the current national minimum wage of $7.25 an hour. Can you explain how that would be economically sustainable for small businesses? You have 60 seconds. First, let me say I um, owned and ran a small business for um, 11 years. I created hundreds of jobs, benefits, retirement benefits, also health care benefits. I know what worker productivity means, and that means that you have to make sure that your employees are taken care of and have a living wage. 
in the Bay Area, I, I believe it was the United Way, came out with a report that uh, very recently, $127,000 for a family of four is just barely enough to get by. Another survey very recently, $104,000 for a family of one, barely enough to get by low income because of the affordability crisis. And so just do the math. Just do the math. Of course, we have national uh, minimum wages that we need to raise to a living wage. You're talking about $20, $25, fine. But I have got to be focused on what California needs and what the affordability factor is when we calculate this wage. And apparently she's a midget as well. Does does she not understand that when you raise the minimum wage to fifty dollars an hour, not fifteen, fifty five zero, that means everything goes up seven times, right? That's seven times the, the current minimum wage. That means everything goes. It does not solve your inaffordability crisis. It makes it fucking worse. <laughs> Scratches out by the way. How over fucking on the side. stupid are you? I'll, I'll let you handle that. How you fucking thought. stupid are you? Seriously, I I can't even. People are so, that. You know what? Um, you done? Are you there? Oh my! Oh yeah. I, I mean, I'm done. I am done. I'm 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 about to Dana White this bitch if I can find it. What? Oh, you'll see. Hold on. Um, yeah. Hmm. Hold on. I'll find it in here and then I'll find it there. Because I know I saw it before. And it moved. So she won't find it anyway. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. Ah, it's in here. Okay. Do you feel like sometimes, Chuck, they, they're saying sucker? Good luck next time, sucker. Hmm. Velcro dartboard. Yes, I do need a midget Velcro, midget-sized Velcro dartboard. It's a good thing my little kid, he, he, he still hasn't like popped that growth spurt yet where he's not big enough to throw. I can still pick him up and toss him around Not enough. for a long. He's hitting a growth spurt right now. All right. He's a chunk. Don't get me wrong. Here we go. Um. This this is our this might be our goodbye from here on out. Dana White, you are an amazing guy. You are I can't thank you enough for being here. Uh, you and Ginger seem to be getting along. Um, you are not only an amazing businessman, you are an inspiration. You are a philosopher. The way you do business, the way you uh, conduct your business and your friendships and media is uh, I'm I'm jealous. And but Dana, I can't thank you enough for being here. And thank you for all the kind words. I appreciate it. I, I am so fucking tired of doing podcasts. It's I, I'm literally done with them. I'm not doing any more podcasts. <laughs> look at the look on Harry's face. <laughs> Uh, what do we do? We have a an illustrious guest. For oh shit! That's epic. Oh, <sighs> so, nope, I'm done. I'm just done doing podcasts. <laughs>
I'm not done doing podcasts because I'll be back tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for the good book. Liana will be coming on after me, both on her channels and on our channels at 9.05 for the Liana Wilbert Variety Show with your morning all-day anger, memes, music, news. The fun stuff. The very last episode of Buck Rogers. Seriously, if y'all haven't tuned in, I don't give a fuck if you like Buck Rogers or not. I don't even know. I don't care if you even know who Buck Rogers is. Tomorrow, Liana is playing the last episode of Buck Rogers. It starts at right around 9.15, 9 9.30. You totally want to tune in for that. I've actually, I've, I kind of got the hots for Buck Rogers. Actually, I kind of got the hots for the chick that got the hot for, for Buck Rogers because she's really hot. <laughs> wow. Her name's Wilma, though, which kind of just brings into mind the Flintstones and it just throws me off my game entirely. <laughs> Wilma! <laughs> oh, and then we will be back tomorrow. 545 <laughs> for the pre-show, 6 p.m. for the regular show. Till then, fuckers, y'all have a great night. Uh, we're gonna get out of here oh, for the Mick. And V Lynn. I'm not doing fuck <laughs> Thanks for watching,
around and find out.